every one of the top 40 records being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic checks on the record albums have their own This is a special question. We don't want you to smoke genetically modified ganja. We want you to smoke the real thing. One of the smoke the natural herb. Some call it marijuana, some call it sensor media, some call it lamb's bread, and some people call it Welcome to another edition of the Adam Dunn Show. I am your host, Adam Dunn, and as promised, I am back in the studio. And not as promised, I'm super late, but fuck, if you listen to the show enough, this would be just a normal day and this a normal day at the Adam Dunn Show. That's right. Now, we had a few tech things. I mean, I just got back, and you know, we're trying to figure it all out. Um, got another show based on the latest hype in the industry, which is uh, our breeders' rights. Breeders' rights, bitch! And uh, how we can fucking achieve them because just like every every downcast group out there, us breeders, we need our we need our rights too. And 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 interestingly enough, uh, the guest one of the guests we have on the show, uh, Jerry Whiting, that's going to come on in a little bit from LeBlanc. He was on the show before, and he was talking all about this. And this is, I think, when we were all in the, you know, nobody really listened as much because it was like, no, we we've got this, we've got companies out there sequencing and they're doing this and they're protecting us well now that we know that that's all just kind of like possibly bullshit and or there might have been ulterior motives we are uh back to square one and luckily during this whole time period and we'll talk more about it when jerry gets on but during this whole time period he never stopped pursuing this goal and it's like the timing is right it's all about timing in this world isn't it um but we're also going to have justin from dsg labs another former guest um, so we're going back into the archives uh, with our people that we've already had on the show. Now, he, he wanted to kind of, he actually just wanted to come on and, and, and I think anybody who's in the industry is seeing, you know, the pitchforks are out and people are all pissed off and they, they, they want people to, he, I think his message, well, we'll see. I mean, let him do his own message, of course, but I believe part of the messaging that he has is, is what most of the people who listen to the show already know. You can't. You know, well, you can, but it's not very cost-effective. But there's nobody uh, taking any dead genetics and recreating any of these things. But but what I explained to him in our quick conversation today was, now we all know that. But what we do is we all feel disrespected, and we all feel like there's been a you know some bullshit going on. So it's pretty much just like they lied. That's all. That's that's where it comes down to. It's even up. Oh, you lied. You told us you weren't going to breed, and now you're breeding. So that's I think. Where we all ended up at, at least what I did with my discussion with the, when we talked with Mowgli, or it kind of came to that conclusion for me at least, which was, shit, well, you pretty much told us all one thing and you did another, and therefore not that's integrity, right? You know, the old integrity. The old integrity. Ain't no integrity down there, is no there? No integrity. No integrity. But in general, uh, we'll have, let's say we're going to talk a little bit about the future of, of uh, this because... We're not all giving up on it. It's not like science. Like it's not like we're anti-science or we, we believe that they're going to steal it. You, you got to move forward with with the times. It just has to be a clear way of doing it. And I think Justin's got that kind of figured out. So we're going to talk to him a little bit later. And we're also going to have the Illuminar giveaway later in the show. The closer to the end of the show. Yes. We'll uh, we'll skip. 
We'll skip Illuminar when we're doing our uh, our initial. Well, we won't skip him. We'll, we'll do a, a quick shout out, but we won't go into depth. Gotcha. But then later in the show, if you have been listening to the show, you should know by now that every week we're giving away a light from Illuminar. Mm-hmm. And the only way to get the light is to have listened to the show the week earlier and to know what the word of the day is, which we can't tell you, and I will not say it during the day. Impossible. You'll never hear it uttered during this episode because you're going to have to go back and listen to the old one. So if you want to do that while and miss this show, which you never would do that, right? I can't imagine you'd want to miss, miss out on this. Uh, then go ahead and do that. Then you might win a light. Oh, shit, you would have had to write a letter also. Shit, you get your ass out. If you haven't figured it out, okay, and you have to, oh, yeah, the key was, yeah, I should probably explain it better. Write us a letter. Tell us why you need a, a light from a luminar. And they have every kind of light possible, whether it be LEDs or, or CMHs or uh, double-ended 630s, 315s, 1,000 watts, 600s, you name it. So pretty much look into what they got. Tell them what you want and why you need it. I need that. I need that specific light for that specific reason. And, uh, you know, if we see a need, then uh, we might give you a call. And then you have to know the word of the day. So, like, it's complicated, dude. It's really, it's actually more complicated than any other giveaway we've ever done. Yeah. But yet, it's so simple. Yeah. Every time, has it been 100%? Yes, it has. Yep. We call them. They know the word. They win the light. That's right. Because otherwise, if they're sent us the letter and didn't listen to the show, then that's all on them, right? Right, yeah. Oh, we did have it with the girl. She did. Yeah, <laughs> we did kind of fudge that one we a little bit. fudge that one a slight little Slight fudging bit. going on, guys. Slight you may even get a light with a slight fudge. That's how, that's how, how much we want to give these fucking shit away. Right? <laughs> um, so, yeah, we'll talk later with, uh, with Naz. Give him a heads up. And then we got to get the word of the week for next week, of course. Whew. And uh, so how was your week? Weeks. Uh, I mean, weeks. I've been gone a while, but we did catch up last week on the show. So that Yeah, was... we did. Um, I'm, I'm good. Man, <laughs> I need to start to come up with an answer for these. You need <laughs> answers. We need an- you gotta, you got to have more than just, yeah. 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 Uh, no, the last cool thing I did was went to Red Rocks, and you already know that. So. Oh, dude, that's yeah. so last week. That's, that's so last, last week. week. Yeah, yeah, so. Nothing exciting's happened, basically. No. That's what you're trying to say. No. Well, I got back last night, and... Uh, if you're gone for like three or four weeks from home, it's always in the, like, it's like, wow, shit, plants were growing. Like things had <laughs> changed. I was like, holy shit, things have gotten out of hand while I was gone. Um, but in general, uh, it feels good to be back. Next week, we're going to have, uh, we're going to have uh, David Bronner and Adam Eininger calling in for an, a super special episode. Uh, should be interesting. And, uh, so, like, we actually have a plan. That's amazing, right? We actually have a... Wow. A, a, probably he'll cancel. I can guarantee. That that would be the classic. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like the bro show all over again. We, we promise <laughs> it five times. The bro <laughs> never comes through. Actually, I talked to the bro, though. Yeah. He is. <laughs> I'm not going to say it, but he's ready to do the show. <laughs> but I think um, during the during my birthday week, now it's become, right, week. No, it's three days. But during that time period... Um, since everyone's going to be in town, I think we should record a bunch of shows. Okay. So if we have to, we may have to record the bro show just to nail him down while mm-hmm. he's here. Yeah. Because I have a feeling it's going to be uh, impossible to do it at the spot. So anyway, and so your week sucked, basically, is what yeah, you're trying to say. Basically, Nothing happened. I'm, this is the only thing I do all week that's worth uh, mentioning to anyone. No, don't say, it <laughs> don't say it's so. That's not a good thing. <laughs> that is not a good thing. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, nothing. I thought I had a news bit too, but I can't remember. No news about. is not good news. From yeah, did you hear about that ninety-six-year-old uh, lady who got? Uh, oh yeah, we spoke of CBD. Yeah, well, she had CBD tincture. Oh, tincture. in her purse. Oh, is this at Disneyland? Yeah, it was at Disneyland. I did yeah. hear about that. And they ninety-six. Yeah, she ended, they ended up taking shit. it from her and like arresting her or something like that. That's now she's crazy. got a felony. <laughs> Probably a Disney felony. They have their own jails there and shit, too. Right. It's crazy. Like, yeah. if you've ever seen the uh, backside of Disneyland, and I'm sure plenty of people who listen to the show have, because they probably got arrested for smoking there or whatever. But in general, uh, it's weird. I uh, I didn't get arrested, but I actually got to see it one time because a friend of mine worked there when I was younger. Uh, okay. It wasn't a friend of mine. It was a friend of the family's. But he's like, come on in and check it out. And it was like... It was weird because as, as a kid, you know, you were kind of like, oh, Disneyland. It was this is in California one. And I'd been there plenty of times. And when you got to see like how, like, like you got to see the, all the people were like sweaty and take off their costumes and they were all pissed off. It was like you were in a strip, like if, like if you're in a strip bar, right? You know, the girls yeah. out front look like they're having fun, but you get in the back, they're like, fucking, I got fucking, hey, I got yeast infection. And you're like, yeah. all right, this is enough. I'm out of here. You know, it's like, it's all nasty and, and gross when you get in the back room there and they're just fucking, but it's the same thing at Disneyland. Exactly the same vibe. It was like, you went and stepped behind the fucking thing and you're like, oh my God, this place is terrible. And they were like, and then I saw, I remember seeing a guy getting arrested, like he'd gotten arrested and it was taking him through and it was like, you pretty much, it's like a penitentiary with an amusement park around it is what it kind of comes down to. And they have their own little secret ways and everything too, which is kind of crazy. They have little, they have carts they can get from A to B and cut you off at the pass and shit. It's pretty weird. Disney's definitely, uh, it's the DIA of, of uh, it's the DIA of, of amusement parks. You know what I mean? It's got its yeah. own conspiracy shit going on there. Uh, let's see what else happened. Well, first of all, uh, hundred percent, uh, Polis is going to sign, uh, the, uh, the bill for the, uh, for the, uh, cannabis clubs, <laughs> brain fart. Oh yeah. It's happening. Like before it was like, and I, and, and we knew it was happening. We we're all excited, but at the same time, he hadn't signed it, so you know what I mean. It's like, it's like booking a band. You just don't even talk about it until the fucking ink's signed, or else you're gonna lose that deal. They're gonna be like, "What? Did you just tell everybody that we're playing for you? I don't see any money in my hand. What's going on out there?" Uh oh, we have a break-in, attempted break-in on the Viper. <laughs> uh, so anyway, th- that's gonna pass, which is awesome. So that's gonna change the landscape and and the. Um, delivery now in denver i mean this is all denver news this is not like it's weird there's so much cannabis news it's not even worth fucking talking about really like what's that i did i noticed it was like a guy with a cane moving faster than i've ever seen when when his viper alarm goes off um but in general uh what the fuck was i talking about You got me all sidetracked, Vinny. Sidetracked Vinny over here. I was texting. Shout out to. You're not paying attention. I know. I know. (laughs) I'm supposed to pay attention to my own show now? Uh, Oh, the the social. Oh, the social. Okay. It wasn't going down, yeah. No, no. It's going down. And it wasn't, but yeah. And the the delivery, which is also cool. That is super cool. I mean, it's weird when you're in Denver, which is supposed to be so, like, progressive, and then you go to other states, and you're like, you guys have delivery? Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, you have, like, we just got fucking full-strength beer here, which is, like, they, they, they <laughs> for the some trip, reason yeah. in this place, it's kind of nanny state-ish in a weird way, isn't it? Right. Even yeah. though it's uh, even though It's, it's still chill. shedding a lot of that. 
Unbelievable. So, uh, anyway, yeah, lots of news in that world. But I've just been like, it's getting to that point where they're like, will it be legal tomorrow? And it's actually by like major, it's not like some earthnews.org crap. It's like the New York Times or, you know, Newsweek or something. And they're pushing the agenda like, everyone's like pushing it so hard that, and I kind of predicted it already for a while, which the CBD thing is going to confuse everybody so much. The flowers, the fact that people are shipping flowers left and right and everything's like, it's legal, bro. Like, even I get nerd. Like, I'll be like, why are you kidding me? That cannot be legal. Yep, it's legal. And you're like, oh, my God. And so <laughs> can you imagine what it's like for people who are, you know, super tight and Republicaned out and fucking can't, for, you know, oh, gotta, I got to leave. This place is crazy. But, like, I think it's also just impossible to to um, to uh, eradicate. Like at a certain point, you go into any shop, and they have a whole like there was literally like whole coffee shop style setups in Florida and in Vegas and all these places that I go to, and I'm just like I walk in and I'm like, holy shit, they got like 20 different strains and they're all in fucking jars and it all looks like it, it's like it's all CBD. Who the fuck? You know what I mean? It's like, right. come on now. Yeah. You get a hundred, couple hundred of those opening up. <laughs> no one's able to maintain anything, you know? Right. Yeah. No, I, I see those shops all over the place. The little, you know, the little sign that hangs off the side of the road that says CBD all big. And mm-hmm. usually there's a Kratom sign under it. And of course. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Kratom and CBD. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And the, the fact that they're actually like making CBD signs just to sell at sign companies i'm sure already pre-made and stuff like it's just a normal thing yep just like a liquor sign or an open sign or a fucking whatever cigarette sign it's yeah it has creeped into our into our world so fast and i think again it's just like cbd out of left field something that you know uh should have been legal the whole time kind of at the end of everything just fucks it all up for you know for right. that, in, in a good way for us but in a sure. bad way for them yeah. we're just like man should have had that shit if they had that already legal a long time ago they would have already had all that figured out but instead yeah. they kind of like after the fact that came in yeah know, it's weird the scvd is the weird trojan horse type of thing exactly sort of. the yeah. trojan horse of of the can of world yeah. so so yeah my prediction for this 2020 and i'm sticking to it it's gonna happen it's gonna happen in 2020 2020 it is. It's gonna be. It's gonna be the year. Um, all right. So let's do shout outs real quick. Well, not real quick because we're we're literally killing time right now. Killing time. As all right. you've noticed. Um, and uh, we're gonna go right out of the gate, just like I say every week. Killing time. I'm fucking. This is it. Robot time. Ding 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 ding. <laughs> Muscle memory. <laughs> Our guys over at New Millennium. NewMillenniumNutrients.com if you want to check out their site, um, if you want to check out their products. You want to start, in my opinion, with uh, with their Ruby Fulvic product that they carry and their um, Winter Frost and their Decision. Those three products are all unique standalone products that you won't really kind of be confusing them with anything else that you got in your in your arsenal at the time. Um, and you get to see some results without having to buy the whole line. But in general, of course, if you buy the whole line, uh, you know, it even helps more, right? Makes makes life a little easier. Because I, I, I think almost all growers are so guilty of that. Like, you, you never quite run the whole thing. You just run bits and pieces. 
and then you're never 100 percent sure and occasionally or or you're a house and garden grower and then you just that's all you do it's like that's it it's all i do and you're like wow this weed all yeah, it tastes exactly like that all the other shit you grow it's like it's an instantly so it's better of course not to in my opinion always you know do the full line of everything it's good to pick and choose but have you never done the full line then you yeah, never know what you had to start with so feel free to buy their whole line i'm just like fucking uh what's his name uh bill burr who anti-sells everything that he ever puts on <laughs> and loses them so fast it's amazing but now new millennium i've been uh personally using the product at my mom's place for the last three years and she doesn't want to use anything else so can't argue with mom never can never should <laughs> it's not worth it yeah nope. no especially when it comes to growing you know it's like when mom tells you what's up fuck do it do it and uh always uh throw the done deal at them if you do uh communicate with them direct if you're picking up the product at some grow shop might not work but if you are contacting them direct just say hey i heard uh heard there's a done deal something's coming your way i guarantee uh so new millennium nutrients.com and of course uh now i was gonna call derek too today i was thinking of like as i came into town i was like i need to just have someone hang in the show and the, the, the thing but i didn't even try i was like no you know what i'll give him a little more warning i always do that to him so i'm always like you want to come down right now come He's down like, right now nah. but uh the guys incredibles edibles are the most consistent edibles here in colorado now uh covering the nation and also uh going global i think their their, their products are like again consistent which is the most important part when, when it comes to cannabis products obviously flavored things like that but when it comes to the medicine and it comes to things working the way they should be working you want to have a nice consistent product and also they grow their own product they process their own with their own machines it doesn't get more you know down to brass tacks than that so uh you can also check out their website and see their store finder if they're if you're in colorado it's a, it's whatever shops closest to you i can almost guarantee you uh but if you're somewhere outside and you're uh, want to check out and see if they're in your area, and if not, tell the people that you normally shop with that they fucking are missing out on some huge sales because they sell out so fast that when they do a drop of their like orange soda pens or something, they are literally gone in an hour. So pick them up if you can, if you can find them. Uh, and uh, done deal is not really working on this one, unfortunately, guys. It's kind of yeah. it's kind of a it's a mute point when they have so many distribution points, but still try try everywhere try here there get, like I said gas stations at the fucking you know restaurants as you're getting your bill <laughs> we tried that didn't didn't oh yeah remember yeah we tried <laughs> <laughs> we tried what yeah. what is this done deal at tell the, me yeah. at the Chinese restaurant in Hong yeah, Chinese place yeah. yes yeah. with uh, <laughs> with uh, with Mr Hayes yep. Uh, I love incredibles.com is the website. Check them out. She's so confused. Uh, it's funny. It was pretty awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. And of course, Jeremy De Silva, the man putting out massive amounts of products to make people grow just better quality cannabis. Uh, hard to find amendments, uh, soil mixes, custom blends. IP, uh, IPM products, uh, 855-877-SOIL, if you want to give them a call, or you just go to the website, which is uh, buildasoil.com. Uh, 
think you get 15% off on your orders with him uh, when you use the done deal. So obviously, use the done deal, right? And you also get free shipping inside of Colorado and inside of New Mexico. So if you are living here, you have no excuse to not use their products because they got, like I said, pretty much everything you see in their in on their website it's if your grow shop has it it's obviously a good grow shop because almost everything in their stuff you're like oh don't have that don't they, they don't sell that they don't sell that so uh again hard to find products and just very well vetted and a great price point give them a shout 855-877-SOIL or buildasoil.com speaking of soil mr ron wallace Mm-hmm. at wallacewow.com give him a call if you're interested if you are interested in soil and this would be the perfect time of year to talk to this guy and you want to build up your soil properly and you want some good mycorrhizal products give a shout to Ron say Ron I need that fucking done deal and he will now he's 100% a 15% deal I don't know actually maybe I confused him and build a soil build a soil whatever they do they're going to give you a deal they already they, they, the homie hookup is now the done deal which I realized the other day because he said, I'm giving you the homie hookup. And I was like, that's so dated, bro, that homie hookup. <laughs> it's a done deal. But uh, Mr. Ron Wallace, world record holder, pumpkin grower, uh, and, you know, any, like I said, anything he touches, he knows what he's doing. And now he's touching cannabis, which is a good thing. So give him a shout. He's actually got a lot of people calling and contacting him through the show, which is great to hear. He was quite impressed. It's always nice when uh, you guys actually do, do buy stuff from these people so it's not i mean i get grief sometimes and then i get praise the other times i get people who are just like dude what did you do and i'm like i don't know and they're like oh man we got so much and then other people are like man we 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 sat around and talked about it you're barely worth (laughs) anything what (laughs) what are you talking about so do me a favor order from these guys use the done deal make them all happy make me happy in the long run and i don't get no kickbacks on any of that stuff i just get them to to actually sponsor the show and pay for it sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a struggle in itself. Um, but, yeah, give Ron a shout and tell him uh, we sent you, obviously. Next on the list, we have... Uh, Green Farms. Uh, that's the one. That's the one. <laughs> Greenfarms.co. Uh, JW and the, and the crew over at Green Farms, they are doing things right. No-till, uh, putting their money where their mouth is in that sense. Uh, bring proper clean medicine to people here in Colorado. Unfortunately, it's only medical. So if you have a medical card and you are in the Springs area, you need to stop by at Green Farms there and pick up some of their fully organic, no-till grown, beautiful cannabis, throw the done deal at them. They may be confused, but they'll get it. They'll figure it out at a certain point. They'll be like, oh, the done deal. Uh, but you can also go to Green Farms Feed and Seed in uh, Louisville here, in, in, which is up near Boulder here in Colorado, and pick up the best in organic amendments and, and organic uh, soils and fertilizers, etc. Also the home of uh, buffalo and Rasta worms and Rasta rooster, so all in-house products. Give them a shout at greenfarms.co. Throw the done deal at them again in the shop anywhere anywhere anytime throw that at him uh all right now it's straight to james no yep oh my god there's i see i always feel like there's somebody missing well it just matters where you want to throw treasure you know what i mean no they're, they're yeah they're they're so. down at the back yeah because yeah. yep. you gotta pay if you want to play pd 
That's how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> you got to pay if you want to be at the front of the line. Nice. Uh, what do you got to say about James? James James is making the whole show happen, first of all. Yeah, man. So not only does this guy have the, the most reputable seed company out there as far as a seed bank, but he, but he pretty much puts together the Adam Dunn show on a weekly basis. I, I call <laughs> him up last minute and say, who do you, what do you, how do you, and he throws it together. So he's, he's, he's not only a sponsor. He's a producer. Yeah, man. Show. He's a production. He's, he's, he's James the producer. Uh, but now in general, uh, over 30 different breeders under the under one roof. Uh, guarantees for all the breeders is the same. If you have any problems with any seeds, you have any problem, even if you don't like them, you can just tell them and he'll, he'll replace them. Uh, doesn't get any better than that. And uh, you can also go to seedaholics.com, which is uh, an auction site. So if it's like a last packs or lost packs or straight up charity for somebody. And if it is a charity, then it will be 100% of those, all that money goes to the charity. So it's a true, real deal uh, giving thing. It's not just a uh, bunch of stuff that's expensive and you don't know where it goes and it all goes to that cause and so he's got a few different ones up there from the, the fires and personal issues that breeders tend to run into every so often I mean it's great this is more breeders right stuff this is like perfect for the show like yeah. actually you see yeah breeders right we need insurance on all our fucked up projects be like bro just ruined everything happens yeah. um but with with uh james and seats are now and seedaholics you get that most important thing which is customer service that's what it's all about when you order packs from them you get what you ordered you don't get some sort of replacement pack it's you know this it's the details my friend so it's those little details and running uh, that many different breeders and keeping them all happy you know people are doing things right so give them a shout at seedsherenow.com throw the done deal Make sure you throw the done deal because I'm 100% sure that plenty of people never do. Yeah. And I get grief that <laughs> 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 not enough people are yeah. using the done deal. You guys so are buying seeds anyways, man. If you're just buying seeds, would you really? Why yeah, would you not? Throwing the done deal, man. I mean, that's like going against nature. Uh, so, yeah, give them a shout. Perfect time of year. Get those seeds in the ground. Um, of course, we have our buddies at Treasure. Mm-hmm. Treasure. Oh, look where we're at right now. Are we there? Oh, yeah, we're in Treasure. Oh, yeah, we're there. Um, so our buddies Pete and the crew over there holding it down. I saw some photos late recently of some really nice-looking product that's there. But they have the done deal on lock. You go in, you just you ring the buzzer, a door slides open, beautiful girl's there to greet you. She says, hi. You say, yeah, I'm here, uh, I'm here for the done deal. Mm-hmm. The second door opens up. It's like Get Smart or something like that. Boom. Second door opens up. And you're like, dun, dun, dun. You go through. There's your selections of weed. Might even get a free joint out of that just because yeah. obviously you've come from a long way. And right. You listen to the Adam Dunn show. And there you go. Then you guys talk shit about me for a couple hours. <laughs> Pretty much what happens. <laughs> standard. That's a, that's a standard deal. Yeah. But uh, no, PD and the crew, like I said, over there, killer weed, good location, downtown in Barcelona, easy to get to. We ended up living there pretty much. We were there about half half of our trip, and uh, we had a mighty good time. Didn't you know? Was it was it was it worth it? Oh yeah. Same. Yeah. Sure. And it only gets better. It only gets better. So give them a sh- give them a heads up. Uh, 
I don't think they have a website, really. They're just straight up Facebook. So no, go yet. to Facebook, tre- uh, Treasure Barcelona. Yep, underscore BCN. You'll see the uh, artwork behind us, which is our buddies from London Police. And he's got also artwork from Gala. He's, got, he's basically got all the artists that we incorporated into our spaces. So I felt a very, very, I was like, what? You got all the same art? No, it was, it was all our friends, of course. But yeah. it was a instant home. Anybody who's been to my spots back in Denver, if they went into his place, they'd be like, holy shit, this is weird. I feel like I'm in Adam's spot. You're like, totally. Yep. That's what happens when you have killer artists that are your buddies doing the interior for you. So check them out and uh, use the done deal as usual. And that's it. No so Illuminar? We're gonna do that later. No, we're gonna do that later because okay. we haven't. We haven't. We're gonna get the letter and I gotcha. make a whole hoopla about it. I gotta get in touch with Maz, but we're gonna talk about them because they're awesome, right? Yeah. Illuminar lighting. The reason you see how see how well lit this place is. Yeah, man. Illuminar. You see the. Notice how the computer is. Notice how everything about the show seems to be a little bit better, except for me, of course. Everything but me <laughs> is is improved recently, and that's because. Illuminar hooking us up, taking care of us when we needed it. Uh, you know, between him and between them and James, it's like the best sponsors you can have because they understand they all understand production and they all see what we need. Besides getting rid of me, of course, I guess, <laughs> and putting somebody who knows what they're doing. But no, in general, the uh, improvements have have been vast. We uh, we almost look like a show now, a little bit, kinda. But uh, we're going to talk to them later during the the giveaway segment. So hopefully you guys have listened to the last week's show and you are uh, ready, ready with the word, ready and waiting. You got a regular lighter, man. I keep trying to light it with this torch, uh-huh. and I don't take a hit off it. So. Um, We're going to have our, our first guest in about 10 minutes or so. I'm going to text him in a second and tell him what's up. Sweet. Uh, well, yeah. And he is ready and waiting. I can see he's already ready. See, he's ready. So, uh, yeah, we'll have, we can pull him on a little bit earlier, too. Um, can you grab me some water? Mm-hmm. Thanks. Uh, and like I said, we've had Jerry on the show before, and... Uh, so if you look back at the LeBlanc episodes, um, try to, when we talk, we'll try to figure out whether or not we uh, we uh, remember exactly when <laughs> when that went down. But uh, Jerry's been in, active in the industry a long time. Um, thank you, sir. And I think that what he's going to be touching on with whole breeder, uh, breeders' rights is something like, you know, it's it's very hard within a group like that to to do things in a a lot of times people feel like it's in a controlling manner that's what i think the problem is like it's the same as with what we happened with phylos is just the fact that they wanted to do their own versions of something instantly got people's like the hairs on the back of their neck to stand up and they get a little bit like whoa wait a minute your own sour diesel <laughs> like a right. phylo sour diesel and a phylos og kush and a phylo sage and a phylo no, that's not going to happen. You know what I mean? That's, And it gets real sticky and complicated, so I'm going to be curious to see how he's laid it out because I've thought about this a lot over the years, and 
you know, part of it was just the, the like, what ifs. I get that a lot. Like, wow, man, what if it, what if we all gave each other like five bucks for every pack that we sold of something that we use their, their, you know, their genetics in and started to like think like, fuck, I'd probably be making, and you would, you'd make a lot more than you ever would imagine because things just keep happening. You know, like you, you do it once and it gets used and then people use it again and again and again and again. So, but the problem is it's like music where to, to get the money out of people for using something. Cause we're in such a different world now. Like it used to be, you know, super hard to find certain things, you know, like when I was a kid, the movie heavy metal was like a big deal because you couldn't get it <laughs> like oh dude i heard this kid's got a copy of heavy metal be like, what yeah they'd be like no way you know and we had like because it was like super hard to find because it was like a semi it wasn't really x-rated but it was like you know right it was like graphic cartoon thing that was super hard and underground nowadays like all those things anything you could think of you just you know so when it comes to genetics we kind of have this thing too where uh because it's out there and you've read about it a million times you know it's it should be accessible and then the but the minute you actually go and try to do it it's pretty hard to get a verified anything because a lot of people have done that and gone like you know three like cookies was a good example there was a time period where i know people who went three four five times and got every time got fucked over in a sense it wasn't what it was supposed to be you know they went to get the form cut and they got this cut and they got that cut and they got the thin mint and they should have got the animal and it's like oh my god never seemed like the people ever got what they were supposed to get and it was almost like a, a game that people were playing you know like you think you got it you paid a bunch of money you got nothing you know oh you got some right. oh you got the other one and that happens all the time it's like yeah. it's like a breeder thing you know in general as far as like the minute you know someone who's might do something with your thing you're hardly most people throw out all sorts of fakes and copies or sisters of or you know so so the idea that like uh people think it's that easy like oh i could just I could get it you know and the minute you think you can almost i think you i don't know i don't know how they would personally get stuff that i would have a hard time getting and or it's the other way around where it's like because we're all breeders we don't want to give each other stuff you know what i mean because mm -hmm. i've been promised and i'm sure everybody people who listen to the show we've all promised and oh dude i'll get you that yeah i'll get you that i got you <laughs> you know what i mean like i've heard that with so many people and no one comes through. Yeah. I'd have to say Canapu is one of the few people out there. He's like a guy who actually came through when I needed a cut that he's, cause he's actually one of those people who collected a shitload of cuts and actually has what he says he has. And when he, and like, and I got a Zeta back from him, which is Moe's cut. Oh. So it's like getting something that's super familiar. And so if he, he couldn't give me something else, if he gave me anything else, I'd be like, this is bullshit. You know what I mean? But when he gave it to me, I was like, oh, wow he had the zeta cut so it's you know so he so people who maybe got cuts off of him might have been lucky because he maybe gave him the real deal mm -hmm. but there's like for every for every canapu out there there's ten thousand other fucking fuckheads who are gonna rip each other you know rip off whoever and sell them whatever they think they want you know yeah. oh yeah it's a haze <laughs> like really is it no you know and occasionally and again like there's still people out there who do good and 
hold on to the real thing and actually give it to people. But the problem I've noticed over the years is the minute you show any uh, sort of weakness in the industry as far as like, oh, I lost, I lost it, you know, the, oh, really? <laughs> so you lost the thing that you made that you gave to me? Well, I'm not giving that back to you for, for nothing. You know what I mean? Like right. all of a sudden it's like, what? And that happens all the time. So classic. Classic stoner dribble right there from Adam Dunn. That is the stoner <laughs> monologue of, of <laughs> how we operate in the stoner world. Now I'm just killing a few seconds because we're going to have Jeff on right now. I'm going to text him. He's, he's, he's dying. He's like his phone. 22 minutes ago, he was ready. Well, real quick, while, yeah. while we, uh, can you uh, explain to me a little bit more about the Zeta Sage? Like what exactly is going on there? So Zeta Sage, Mo, when Mo moved back, because, okay, so Sage, the original, is actually Mo, Mo brought the genetics to Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's from Big Sur. The seeds come from Big Sur. Gotcha. It's like pretty much where he was born, you know. He, he brought those seeds, and we did the selection over there. Mm-hmm. So, like, he had a small grow at his house, and it was just kind of like one of those, you know, we'd, we'd kind of do the classic, get all the different phenos out, try them pick and choose what we thought was the one and we just kept going back to this one and it was the worst yielding ugliest plant fucking yeah. the, the just everything about it sucked except that it had that fuck that was it oh i don't even want that we want that you know what i mean it was, yeah. so we kept going we kept calling it the sagey one and that's why we named it sage right sure and then when he moved back to america he had some seeds from the original things that we had brought over to to do the selection and did a new a, a new selection, oh. but he uh, used uh, a male from that and a fe- and an OG, so it kind of made like a cushage almost. Okay. So Zeta is more like a Zeta is like a reverse cushage. Got it. Okay. In the sense, uh, well, it's not reverse; it's the same same way, but it's a different starting material. So different selection of the sage male and same OG. You know, so it's half half the same, I guess. Okay. But it's way the the way he, like his that Zeta tasted more like the original selection that we did when when we were doing the selection like he really nailed it. Oh, Whereas okay. the S six, which is the one that kind of survived the whole thing, leaned a little more towards the Afghani because that was the one that was the the production plant. Got it. So in the end, we selected that as our the S6 became like the one that everybody knew, like the one that was at the Katsu and the one that was at all the shops and the one that won all the cups. Yeah. That was the S6. Okay. But we had S1. It just wasn't much of a yielder. It was kind of like more like the mom. Wasn't much of a yielder. Killed it. Like that was the one flavor-wise. And that's what he selected in his male selection Got for the it. Zeta. Okay. He did a better job and he nailed it so hard that like when I first tried the Zeta, I was like, oh dude, that tastes more like sage than the fucking sage. sage. Like, like that is more <laughs> sagey than the sage. That is the original weird, it's got a weird thing. It's like in between different flavors. It's somewhere between a eucalyptus something and a, so it, yeah, because everybody always thinks, because what's happened in California for sure is that people have replaced the train wreck with Zeta and beta because he had other ones he had beta and zeta and he had different versions got it okay. and so that one actually 100 percent got misconstrued out there because people have like he's starting to like go like wait a minute that looks so much <laughs> that's weird that's very and the thing is that the 
train wreck the original e32 train wreck cut there few people have it but it kind of died it kind of got weak over the years like most people it was already throwing nanners from day one like mm. it was one of those plants that always threw nanners didn't matter what you do yeah you could grow it perfect and it'd still throw it weren't always fertile and it didn't make a lot of didn't seed itself very much but it was kind of edgy you know what i mean it was one of those plants that and then most people that i know it kind of like pooped out it seems like over the years I'm sure there's people out there with pockets of people that have it, but sure, it kind of pooped out. Um, all right, let's see. Okay, he's worried. Are we still on, bro? No, we're not. Uh. Come on, call in now. Booyah. All right. We'll have uh, Mr. Whiting on in any second. All right. And uh, and no, it has nothing to do with Los Cedas, the, the the gang. So that's that, that is that is the one of the things later on. I was like, oh, it's so lame that that's such a fucking big gang. Here we go. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, hey. I know. Sorry, I left you hanging there. I was I was uh, classically the the one time I had like, oh, I've got a lot of no- I have a lot of nothing to say right now. Let me let me let me, let me throw this out there. <laughs> How you how you been? I'm doing all right. You know, it's a sunny day in Seattle. How can I complain? That's a rarity. That's nice. Sunny in Seattle. Yes. Holy shit. Yeah. Holy shit. End of the world. That's it. Must be the. It must be. It's it's global warming. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. I'm trying to lower my carbon footprint every day. So, uh, so. Uh, Good to have you back on the show. It was kind of an interesting one, of course, because I gave you, like, what, about four hours, two hours warning? Three hours? No, hour and a half? Oh, yeah, give or take. Hour and a half, give or take. But, hour you know, half. I'm a flexible kind of guy. And I left and you hanging for knows, I'm, I left you yeah, hanging I'm not a little lost for words. Yeah, you know, I can talk forever. Mm-hmm. No, I know. I already knew what I said. Oh, yeah, we got him on. Poof, we got a show. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We got a show and a half right there. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so you got something in mind you want me to pontificate on here? Oh, I got, a f- I got a few things. I got a few things. Well, first of all, just like uh, c- even though we've had you on the show before since uh, and I told people to go back and listen to that show. So obviously we're not going to talk about the whole entire show. But um, just give us a little background because uh, you've been in the industry for a while and you kind of did it for, for all sorts of reasons, uh, some good, some bad. Um, but you're definitely a f- Fighting the fight, obviously. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so this uh, this time at the rodeo is my seventh year. I've been playing with the plant since I was a kid, and given that I'm 65, that means 50 years of cannabis in my life. But for the last um, seven years almost, I've been working with CBD, first with cannabis and medical marijuana here in Washington State. And in the last two or three years, I've migrated to hemp. A, you can make money. B, you won't go to prison. And see, it's a lot more fun. So that's what I do. I have a company called LeBlanc CNE here in Seattle, Washington. Started as a small family business with one son, and now I'm pulling my youngest into the biz. And uh, our tagline is hemp genetics, product dev, research, and education. That's the elevator pitch. And, and, and uh, what I am. And, and when you say, um, so as far as, genetics and, and breeding and stuff so you, you you dabble in that or 
Is that what's well, your... I'm the I'm the odd guy. So I'm the I like to think of LeBlanc as more of a nursery than a seed pro, or, or a flower production place. I don't, you know, grow big harvest to sell, you know, for other people. I'm a collector. I'm that what I call COCD, constructively OCD. Just today, I got the check selling a 27-year-old software company that I founded that did barcodes. So inventory and tracking, all that stuff is baked into me. When I began working with CBD six, seven years ago, there wasn't much. People were just starting to use chromatography to identify cultivars that were CBD-rich. They were hard to find. My son was a patient. I began to collect them. Next thing you know, I had more than I needed, and I kept going. Three years ago or so, I realized that, yeah, cannabis, cannabis, but there's this thing called hemp. And so I began to collect hemp genetics along the way. So I provided a number of farms here in Washington State when they began working under the recreational legal system. And now I find myself brokering seeds more than biomass because post-farm bill, everybody and their sister wants to grow industrial hemp on a tractor, whether they're qualified or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so this year I'm going to grow some seed crops because I've got a bunch of outliers that are not CBD. And when people realize that, oh, one day Starbucks is going to offer hemp milk, I don't want it to come from Manitoba. I want it to come from family farms here in the U.S. And when we get through um, hustling cotton and look at alternative fibers, I hope it's hemp again. So I've got, you know, fiber, food, fuel, oil. Not CO2 oil, but, you know, hemp oil like mm -hmm. I used making cornbread last night. And that's what I want to grow seed crops for. So next year, 2020, American farmers can diversify because I think CBD for small farmers is a two, three-year window before the big guys come in and grow plantations like they grow soybeans. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's that's generous. I think two, 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 two three years is generous. It's probably... It is. It's probably it going to be... It's going to be within two years, probably, you know, to the point of, of like, you know, it, it's already... You know, they'll be uh, running side by side for a few years, but as far as, like, the, the reality... Yeah, when the big guys realize that you can... So I write a column for Northwest Leaf every month on him, and a couple columns ago, I did a little research, and I looked at the top five states for wheat corn, soybeans, uh, sunflowers, canola, all of those oil and grain crops. And the same farm belt states kept coming up, you know, Nebraska, Iowa, um, uh, Minnesota, Wisconsin. When 5% of those farms turn to hemp, it's game over. And one of the things that I can think Mitch McConnell and the orange one is for is the Agricultural Improvement Act of 2018, a.k.a. the Farm Bill, but Trump did farmers a disservice and a good thing at the same time by initiating this trade war with China. And a lot of farms look at hemp and say, hey, I can buy seeds without farm subsidies or credits or anything, grow a crop, sell it, what I call bare-knuckle capitalism. And they're now motivated to look for alternatives because soybeans and pork headed for China are now a political football between two egos having a pissing contest. So I hope that American farmers do look to hemp and, um, you know, at least stabilize their finances because small farms are underwater. 
Um, they're going out of business. And, of course, the big guys, Archer Daniel Midland, uh, uh, Dreyfus, uh, Bayer, uh, Cargill, they're all buying up small farms pennies on the dollar and just getting bigger and bigger. And it's uh, not fair because, hmm. you know, I believe in family businesses. I own a family business. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's... So, yeah, you're right. A couple of years and it's going to become yeah. just like corn and soybean. You know, sorry. <clears throat> oh, no, it's 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 definitely on that road. And it's... It's crazy too, though, because you can see how, uh, you know, like you meet so many people, and that you can already see how it's filtered down to, to just like almost anybody now. It's crazy. Like if you can go, you can go. Like oh. if, if I don't even want to talk to people about it. Like if I'm on a plane or something like that, I will never mention <sighs> cannabis anymore. Like I used to do it all the time because it was fun. Because they would be like, "Oh my god, cannabis!" Now everyone's like, "Oh my brother!" And you're like, "Oh my god, all right, I'm done." You know, oh, I, don't I even, know. Like yeah, so now yeah. I don't even want to bring it up. It's not cool anymore. It's not shocking in any way, shape, or form. Because if I say, "Yeah, I want to say that I'm a corn farmer," because that's more fun than being a hemp farmer. <laughs> Well, I don't know about fun, I don't know about fun, but it's definitely uh, it, it's going to sound more unique these days because you're like, whoa, exactly. corn, corn, that's exotic. You're whoa. a corn farmer. Wow, I thought you'd be a you weed farmer because you know, everybody's a yeah, weed farmer. Yeah, field. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, I you know so I do believe in small family farms, family businesses. I do believe buying local because it takes energy to move stuff across the country, and to the degree that American farmers, big and small or big and medium can grow unique things that they don't have to compete against everybody and their brother, you know, no more cherry wine kids and, um, and specialize and really build relationships that we have a chance to influence this nascent embryonic industry. Uh, cause let's face it, hemp was, uh, initiated by hippies and is run by hippies and the big guys with money cannot spend this, but we're here first and we need to defend our turf. And so one of the things I've done, you, you asked if I was, a. <clears throat> like you guys, seeders and breeders, no and yes. Um, I like to think of myself as a friend of the court. And to that end, uh, it'll be four years this summer. Uh, I was on a panel at HempFest here in Seattle um, with notable people that were four, far more qualified than I, people like Donnie Workchapter and Sonny Chiba, uh, Bob Clark, uh, uh, Malgley, and um, um, DJ Short. Uh, you said qualified. You were loud. talking qualified a minute ago? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. So uh, uh, DJ Short said, you know, I, I, I fear that someone will patent or lock up with, as intellectual property my strains and prevent me from accessing what I've done. And I responded, well, you know, if there was an, a licensing scheme similar to Creative Commons, let me see if it fits. The short answer was Creative Commons is really designed for uh, digital content uh, as opposed to genetics. And there's some things about three aspects of hemp and cannabis that I focused on writing the cannabis breeders' rights. Those three things are propagation, uh, commercialization, and creditor uh, attribute. So, Adam, you release this, uh, a cultivar. Right now, I buy, buy a pack of 10 beans, and I don't know when I pop that gear if I have the right to clone it, do tissue culture, breeding, or whatnot. And everyone has assumed you spend your money for 10 beans, you can do what you want downstream. That was okay when it was people with their, you know, gardens. Now that people are farming, um, there's money to be made. And all of a sudden, you as a breeder are faced with the prospect of selling a 10-pack of gear for 100 to 120 bucks. I pop those beans, pick out the one I like, 
clone it and then do tissue culture, I can plant half of Nebraska and three quarters of Iowa, and you never see another dime. I don't think that's fair. And the background is, <clears throat> I just sold my software company today. I have to check in my back pocket. I come from 30 plus years in software, which means intellectual property. I have the same lawyer for LeBlanc that I did for Azalea Software. Mm-hmm. Why? I used to do ones and zeros. Now my IP is DNA. And I think that seeders and breeders should take a page from software and license their genetics Mm -hmm. with conditions explicitly um, so that you make money downstream. Because the people who did the hard work under great personal risk and, you know, and the possibility of prison, they deserve to be rewarded for all the time they put in. And so to that end, I came up with this thing called the Cannabis Breeders, right? It's 22 designations that cover the three attributes. Can I clone it? Can I breed it? Can I tissue culture? Can I do none of the above? Can I sell it? Do I have to give it away? And then lastly, Adam, you want your name associated with the work that I create downstream from what you did. Do you get cred for what you contributed to Mm -hmm. it? Now, these are things that, you know, there are various combinations thereof. And I like to think, oh, because DJ and I had breakfast last Hempfest, and we had a couple of additions, but we're now looking at version 2.0.1. They're glyphs, they're symbols that you can use on your packaging or website that say to you, the buyer, I as the breeder, it's my wish and desire that you do X, Y, and Z with these things. Right, like a code or something. Exactly, okay. yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's one of those things, I come from software, the only time the only time you realize that there's a standard is when you look in the rearview mirror and realize there's a parade behind you. Mm. So the cannabis breeders' rights are free. There's no cost. There's no membership. You don't have to ask my permission. Um, it's a standardized thing that's published on academia.edu. And if people use it and it becomes a de facto standard, guess what? It's the rule of the land. So there's no lawyers involved, hence there's no enforcement. It mm. can be used in conjunction with plant patents or whatever, but I realized that just the the U.S. and the EU have different licensing schemas and plant protection mm-hmm. mechanisms that aren't compatible and equivalent across the Atlantic. So I, CBR has no legal component. It's a drag. Mm-hmm. If you want to patent it, go ahead. I don't believe in plant patents because that's not <coughs> in Genesis and the Garden of Eden and well, I mean, the only way to do it, planet. the only way to really do that is to <clears throat> change it, right? You can't like, you can't just pad right. it. You have to do something. No. So, so I mean, it might not be, it might just be junk DNA thrown in there to make it, you yeah, know, just like something. But the problem is, we're, I can foresee the day when people are going to throw lawyers and money in front of independent theaters and breeders and tie their hands up because we can't outspend them, and they're going to walk all over people and that's what i'm trying so basically since hemp has only been really really legal since the farm bill act last december it was quasi-legal but now we're seeing almost every state implement mm-hmm. hemp cultivation laws well that means there's money coming now money is, comes with lawyers and it's going to come to the existing pioneers in this industry and outspend this in the courtroom well if nothing else i want your lawyer to say but 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 yeah. Cannabis breeders' rights was explicit in the description online and in the packaging. Mm-hmm. And if you win against that, while I, you know, I can go do a civil thing, it's not criminal. But until we have something better, 
it's the best I can offer seeders and breeders based on my experience in software because you can't, I mean, I could, I copyrighted all my software, but you can't copyright a cultivar. So yeah, it's a transition well, it's a, it's thing. The same, I mean, it's the same, like, you know, you, up until recently, everybody kind of was under the assumption, that, well, you can't patent a plant, you know what I mean? But then trade, no. tra- trademarking is a whole other world, and that's and that's literally where you make all your money, right? I mean, all your money comes from yeah. trademark, oh, yeah. trademarks, and this the idea of actually uh, enforcing genetic uh, material in, in any kind of uh, sort of, court right now for cannabis right. is, is not going to happen you know what i mean it's just it's a waste of time energy for everybody but it is getting of course because of the money involved like people got sued last year for multi-millions of dollars for cr- failed crops because of uh promises from coas that were given and oh and, you know wait. oh i know and it's going to become and it's going to get uglier and uglier because that's all the people that's how everyone does all their business now it's like can't do it unless i get a coa can't do it until i get this can't do it until i get oh, that. i and, know and, and you know that there's like literally if you go online and go to face and go to you know you, you know go to like uh, I- images on your on your on your uh, browser or whatever it's like just mm-hmm. put, punch in coa hemp and you can pretty much make it up whenever the fuck you want they're all oh, there. I know. heaven forbid you yeah photoshop and you've got yourself a, a coa I know. Well, and you and i have talked about this before the cannabis sativa l the taxonomy is broken the names rarely have any semblance to the reality of what the plant really is mm-hmm. and and there's then we now with the money coming in i can't count <clears throat> the number of snake oil lying, scheming people, to be polite, that I've encountered in the last six months. And it's really hard to keep your bearing. And some of them have gotten in my head and rattled me up. Yeah. So to well, the degree we can protect ourselves and each other, mm-hmm. um, the better we have, a, we at least have our backs against the wall. And you and I are shoulder to shoulder with all the other theaters and breeders, at least the honest one. Shit. Yeah, it's it's getting interesting because of the fact that um, now there there's so many uh, there's so many people that are getting into the industry because they feel safe because it's you know they they've already read read into the, the legality they they feel like they can tread into the water you know and it's like instantly we already for <sighs> in the beginning and then they all became brokers and now they're all you know it's like brokers and jokers and you know at, at the end <laughs> at the end you're just watching them all just like oh my god this look at this this is a like shit show and a half. I've seen I've seen deals with Isolate go down where there was ninety plus people in between, like all trying to oh, chip away at it. And it all when it when it actually was supposed to really happen, it turned out to be like, wait a minute, are you talking about ninety four people put their bit in on this? Is like, oh my god. Oh, I know. So it's so it, you know, I, it's it's got yeah. out of it is out of control. Like you're saying. Well, we're also going to see. I think that 2019, the harvest is going to see a hell of a game of musical chairs. First of all, there aren't enough seeds for all the people getting licenses. And my guesstimate is that there are going to be twelve to 14,000 licenses issued. I just saw with the Michigan, they're just beginning to get applications in. Michigan mm-hmm. already has 823 licenses in. Wisconsin has six times as many as last year. Tennessee, almost 3,000. Mm-hmm. It's just off the hook. You and I both know There are only so many people who are breeding and selling seeds of true industrial hemp. Mm 
and they sold out months ago. Yeah. So what are people buying and planning this year? I don't want to know, but we'll find out come September, October when we see those COAs. Well, there's going to be there's going to be so many hot hot fields and so many people. Oh, but at the same geez. time, but at the same time, I also wonder, like, this will be the tipping point, in my opinion, where there's so much just sheer volume of things going on, and they, you know, when when we try to get people to do real testing and. You know, oh. they can't even like the shit's just breaking down left and right. They are ordering this, they're ordering that. You're waiting on this, you're waiting on that. There's like it's all sensitive equipment, and you're just the hemp is such an abusive thing. Doesn't matter whether it's testing equipment or fucking mm-hmm. drilling into the ground or fucking like any, anything about it. It just has like it has such a, a like it wraps around every single piece of machinery possible and just fucks it all up. You and know it catches I mean? like, fire like, with the friction. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like I've never seen anything where the guys goes, oh, this shit's easy. They're like, what the fuck? Oh, no. This thing wrapped around my it's entire w- thing and tore off the whole thing, and you're like, yep, that's hemp, all right. That's what it does. It fucks shit up. And you know if you I mean? don't turn the machine off fast enough, it'll heat up and start to smoke and burn. Oh, yeah. It's really, but you know, the thing is, my thought, so the LeBlanc Posse, we figured 2019 is already a done deal. And 2020 is done deal. Yet. They did already? You did it? Well, you know, I mean, well, let's face it, there aren't people bringing new, well, there may be clones out there, but there's no more seeds. If you don't have your seeds now, today's what, May 17th, there are no more seeds, dude. I mean, I've got some stashed away, but every day they're worth more and more. You know, I've got some mason jars full of seeds. Shit. I'm, I'm lucky guy. And, you know, yeah, I haven't even looked at my email box today. Oh, I need them. I need them. I know it's rough. anyway. It's I think rough. we're going to see if if people stick with hemp, twenty nineteen and twenty 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 one. It'll act like a semi mature market right now. The reason people are having so much fun and getting away with so much shit, it is a wild wild west. And the departments of ag are unprepared to do. I mean, I I can't think. You know, some states are letting you mix hot stuff with under point three and normalize your load across the whole harvest. That's going to play havoc. So you're going to blend your your hot cultivar with the one that's under 0.3 and come out with a new name that didn't exist before just to move your farm. Or, you you know, are you going to shunt your hot CBD hemp into the marijuana market on the down low so that you get CBD in your OG Kush or your, or your sour diesel? Stuff that doesn't supposed to have it, but oh, that name sells. It's a rec dispensary, and look, it's got CBD, just like your shampoo, your kitty litter, and your car wax. Everything should have CBD. Well, yeah, but well, the motivation yeah, but I, but is there I, from the money well, point of view. What you just said there, what you just said there, though, is like literally the sort of elephant in the room when it comes to like just the the back to integrity, but the integrity of people out there <laughs> and the kind of the kind of people yeah. that are already in our industry, because there i mean there's some fucking unbelievable hemp growing right now like where you're just like okay that's fire right there like that looks really good oh yeah oh yeah and and you can already see people's brains especially anybody who doesn't smoke and doesn't care is just instantly seeing like that's that's you know and my answer to them is obviously i'm trying to like <laughs> deter that mentality the first thing i say to them is like actually right now 
good smokable hemp is almost worth more than weed when it comes to the scale and the amount that you can sell right now. So that this isn't oh Oregon, you know, oh yeah, Oregon has got. I'm I do a little brokering. Uh-huh. I wish I had well, all the smokable hemp I had earlier this year because now people the New York smoke shop market. I know they're paying more for smokable hemp out of Oregon mm-hmm. than cannabis out of Oregon. Of course. Wholesale to me is three fifty to four hundred and I've got three people on the East Coast saying, I don't give a shit what the price is. Yeah. I need four hundred pounds just to start and yeah. then I'm gonna have a regular order. And I'm like, Really? Yeah. So the funny thing is, you know, you and I are of a certain age where we remember beyond, you know, Bush first President Bush's term. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, people thought hemp meant ditch weed and you got a headache you didn't get stoned and it tasted like shit now there's some cultivars and i'm not going to say cherry wine but there's a bunch of them that taste great right they have terpenes flavonoids they you know only thing missing is delta 9 tetrahydrocannabinol Mm -hmm. it's basically pot without the buzz whereas i say you don't get high you get well yeah no and they and they have people have are are nailing it so it's like that's where i I, oh, I, I yeah. see, that's where I see the fear of like the first time I ever saw the pollinator, it was like the same exact mm-hmm. vibe. It was the same exact vibe in a sense where I, I realized that everybody would, and me and Rob Clark were actually standing next to each other at my shop. At my shop. I had a little like opening, mm-hmm. opening there with Mila and stuff. So we're about 10 or 15 people there and we're all looking at it and we put some material in, turned it on, had it in a refrigerator at my place and I showed them, you know, pulled out like after one minute showed them the quality of the difference like this stuff you know like actually fucking gets you really high and bubble and nice and then this other stuff and you know okay and then just running through the whole thing and then about half the people there were all looking at it going like yeah it's the end of good weed because they knew that too many scumbags would run their shit through that pollinator take off the best oh yeah and then once they saw that one minute shit that we made, that was all like, "Oh, look at that! We can get that. Mm-hmm. We can take that off, and nobody will hardly notice." And then you did start to see it. You started to see weed that was like obviously tumbled. You know what I mean? And then it became a whole, oh yeah, you know, a whole thing in itself. And you're like, "Geez, so you have like all this shitty weed and all this keef? <laughs> How did you end up with that?" You know, <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? It's like, "Oh, the keef came from oh, the yeah. uh, the keef came from the uh, the trim," you know? And you're like, "No, not the trim." Oh yeah. Well, you know, who's gonna notice? If you take 3% of the dry weight off in trichome, it's still good, but you've got the, you know, That's the a lot cannabinoids of and terpenes. There's, a, there's so much more in, the, in that, too. It's crazy. Like, when you actually look at what, oh, the, what the plant material really weighs and then what the resin weighs, and you're just like, wow, like, that, that is, like, the, a huge majority of the weight is on the resin, and that's, you know. Oh, right. Yes, yes, compared to the quote-unquote biomass, whatever the heck that means. Oh, that's um, the, yeah, that's the well, yeah, that's the kids. That's the kids these days. Oh, I know. Well, the funny thing is, as you know, and some of your listeners, I make old school Moroccan dry sift hashish, pressed keef, not bubble, but you know, and it's, I don't do chars because you can't scale it. But when I give people, people have known me for canning out pastilles of of hashish for years. Mm-hmm. When I started making hash out of box or lifter two or cherry wine. People think, oh, man, great, let's, let's put them in a bowl. It's like, sure, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was wonderful. You realize you're not stoned. You've got a good taste in your mouth, and you feel good because you have CBD on board with terps and everything else. 
you're not high. Well, but 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 it, I know form factor says your expectation in context is oh I'm going to crumble this on a bowl, put a, a match to it, and oh yeah, it tastes great. Cough cough cough. Yeah, it ain't hash pal. I mean it is, but it's not getting you stoned. Yeah, it's it's like we had uh, we were harvesting some some hemp recently, and the same thing. It was just like my finger because I, I was like running it through screens and getting oh, like yeah. coming back with like just peeling it off and but it was just it's the same thing it was funny to watch because everybody would be like <laughs> playing with it and like hoping it was going to be good but no never oh i know it doesn't really do it hey. I, I had it, i had it years ago it was like it was actually like really funny because about 12 i guess it was sort of like 90 <clears throat> 95 i guess i got uh-huh. some, i got a i got a barrel of CBD from from Rob and from Dave, and they gave it to me, huh. and they were just like, it said right on it, no CBD or, or no THC, right? And it was just a big barrel. Mm-hmm. A big barrel said no THC, and they were like, here, we have to move our office, and they 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 want this out. And I'm like, oh okay. So we took it. So we took this big barrel, and we we used to call it stunt weed because it was just like if we did a photo shoot or something stupid, we'd be like. Get up, oh, get the yeah. stunt weed, and then be like, pour out a big fucking giant amount of these huge buds. And they all looked good. You know, it all looked like decent buds. Oh, yeah. And then we made hash from it. And we did all this stuff just to fuck around. And same deal. It was like it looked good, and it did, but it had a certain smell to it, which I, I identified then. And so now I smell it in all the varieties a little bit, just a tiny bit here and there, but like some of them a lot mm-hmm. more. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's, that is the, uh, the, that's fake, the, deal. the fake weed smell that we used to have. But we had it for a while, and it was funny. We had it for year, literally for years. I moved from like location to location with that barrel, of weed <laughs> and had a few moments in time where we <clears throat> we were like taking it from the from a the milk bag or something, and we had like barrel of weed, you know. But it <clears throat> we, we were always and it always said no THC on the outside, but it was kind of like half in your face, ridiculous, you know. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, shoot, there's. It's funny because right now, here we are in May 2019, and in people's minds across the country, there's good and bad. CBD is good, THC is bad. Therefore, hemp is good, and and cannabis, pot, ganja is bad. Yo, folks, that's like saying German Shepherds and, and Irish Setters, they're dogs. The fact is they can jump the fence and mate, just mm-hmm. like cannabis and hemp, and this 0.3 delta 9 dry weight that's an arbitrary legal construct it is not supported by taxonomy yeah. yeah you can say that hemp is an extreme type 3 plant but the fact that it can jump the fence and pollinate back and forth and so, people are so, so because so, a lot of a lot of hemp is actually neutered THC, you know, sure. I mean, they, you, you, you do the quote unquote pheno hunt and find the one with the least THC and, and work that out. So now, explain, there are some, explain the types of people. Cause a lot of people don't know oh, cannabis by the okay. type. So just kind of give a, give a little, give us a little, a little knowledge here. Throw, throw some, spit some knowledge. So a lot of people, when I, when you ask them, well, what are the types of, of cannabis? They go, well, there's indica, sativa and ruderalis. Well, yeah, but really, um, some of us have a different model, and that is type 1, type 2, type 3. Type 1 are THC dominant, type 3 are CBD dominant, and type 2 are mixed often one-to-one. And when I've looked at lab results in, you know, collectively at one of the labs here in Seattle, yes, 
the lab results cluster around the cultivars that are THC dominant, the stoner pot, marijuana, ganja, which is a type one. And then recently for the medical patients, there's a cluster of CBD high stuff, maybe with a little THC, but definitely CBD. And then there's the stuff in the middle, not that it's a hybrid indica sativa, but it's that mixed CBD THC, which is a type two. So type one is THC dominant, type two is mixed, and type three is CBD dominant. Which and, is and, really type two, and really type two is the most effective. It uh, is. Everyone, I mean, yeah. if you're talking about in the cannabinoid system, there is something to be said for a mix, preferably one-to-one or close. Mm-hmm. And not only does it make sense when Jerry and Adam talk about the endocannabinoid system and CB1, CB2 receptors, if you give Jane and John Doe three samples, inevitably people come back, the market speaks to one-to-one. People, in, not intuitively, but their, their gut reaction, literally, yeah. is that, oh, I like door number two. I, you know, whether mm-hmm. I'm daytime, nighttime, whether I'm in an up mood or, a, or a whatever, this one always seems to ring my bell. Yeah, yeah, no, that's uh, that. It, it's it's weird because uh, people always are going for the extreme, uh, oh, for, even yes. with THC, even with THC. So everybody always wanted like super high THC, no no uh, CBD, not, not really even knowing what they wanted at that point. Oh, say, but a lot of people think that if I smoke CBD, it's going to detract from my stone. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it, so my my response is, it it takes the edge off. But you can actually smoke more if there's a because it's the entourage effect. As Ethan Russo pointed out, CBD in the presence of a small amount of THC is two and a half to three times as bioactive. It's not that you increase the dose. Synergetically, mm-hmm. the plant wants to be together and wants to work together in our bodies. Yeah. So when I make hash from cannabis, I throw in a little bit of hemp keef because it balances it out. You can get you can smoke more, but also you get well. And it's more what you and I would agree is the natural balance that cannabis affords us as mammals with an endocannabinoid system. We want and crave and need a spectrum of cannabinoids and terpenes and flavonoids and everything else that the plant has to offer. The other side of the, and I say we all have our own styles, the other approach is what I call reductionist chemistry. Oh, if CBD is good, 99% 0.9% 0.9% CBD crystals are the best thing you can do. Yeah, it's a nice parlor trick because you can do that fractional thing, but short path, whatever. In the end, it's not necessarily better medicine to have 100% THC, CBN, CBG, or anything. You really want what the plant offers, which is this symphony that resonates with our bodies. It's not just the trombones or the cellos it's the whole damn orchestra so um so one of our listeners uh, uh medically fit pointed out that uh seth crawford now did a type four uh type four now which is mm-hmm. cbg so it's official as far as his... oh there we go yes cbg it's the new you know i'm, I'm a big cbg fan um i've had some ghost train ghost train hazes a couple uh cultivars that are you know for me, 1.25% CBG is that cross, crossing point, that line in the sand. Mm-hmm. It is totally otherworldly. There also seems to be um, some strong anti-seizure activity for some people afforded by CBG. And I treat a lot of people, especially kids with seizures, 
I haven't sought out CBD isodistillate, but I do look for strains, and I've seen hemp strains mm-hmm. with, with CBG. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, I I hold great. Well, his would be his his would be a. I think it his doesn't have his, enough THC. His is, uh, I believe, it's a super low CB, uh, super low THC variety. It's not a. It's not mm-hmm. a high one, so I'm assuming because most of his material, all the work that he does is normally CBD and super low. So it's interesting. Yeah. And, and I think, uh, again, like it's with a lot of these products, uh, like it's, we're going to find so many more and we haven't even got there yet, which is what's yes. the most exciting part, I think, because like, you know, it, you can see how quickly we rinse anything out, no matter what it is. Like we're, we're, we're and it's getting to the point where we won't even have a chance to do the research on a small level anymore because it's going to get to that point where it's 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 out of our hands let's say so stuff like what you're doing i mean it, it's still i wonder about the whole like honor system when it comes to, I mean, we you can't do it with anything there's nothing there's nothing out there that people you you leave candy out on halloween and no one's gonna like a fan like a middle middle <laughs> mid, middle class guy will be like just take them all kid who cares you know let's get home yeah. early. and there's really not much honor left in people when it comes to stuff like that so do you think that really it's gonna happen in any kind of way shape or form financially or is it just like because because i had an idea the other day that just popped into my head and it's funny so when and i'll mention i'll say it to you now so that you, you you see if it fits within to your deal but because we're so lazy right and, uh-huh. every, and everybody's so like ubered out right? and everybody's like it's got to be like uber it's got to be like whatever it's got to be so simple you can do it from your phone if you can't do it from your phone nobody wants to do it right? like, it's like so, <laughs> so so what if we created what if we created like a uh sort of cr- like a car like a sort of i don't know some sort of thing on your phone basically where you would get credits from other breeders when they make sales via that and you would do the same to them with your things and you would just be like noticing your bank would be growing each day because people oh, yeah. get, and you keep it real small and, and like almost like those acorns or something like yeah. 50 cents or something you know it doesn't have to be crazy like 50 cents a pack dude just whatever but right. if you have like say you got 100 breeders out there using your shit and they're all giving you 50 cents a pack and they're selling tens of thousands of packs and all of a sudden you're like hey I'm making fucking 5,000 bucks a week you know what I mean little things like that even would be super dope could be more you could set those parameters to whatever you wanted you could say right. okay, I'll give you 5 bucks right. a pack I'll give you 10 bucks a pack I'll give you or f- I'll split it with you whatever so you could make it all super user friendly where it's like you make the fucking split you set it all up and then as long as you guys it's a like, licensing schema yeah, yeah as I long have a question uh, for you so you're an elder in this whole game mm-hmm. I think that part of the so at LeBlanc we're looking towards 2021 and one of the big changes from my perspective is seeds used to be sold in 10 packs mm-hmm. hemp seeds are sold by the pound. We're talking 24, 27,000 seeds per pound. So I can't, for the life of me, figure out how the transition from garden and 10 packs to pounds and acres grown on tractors, how that business model looks and how the original breeder makes out in terms of the money downstream. It's a different game to go from 10 to 24,000 from a 10 pack to a pound. It's a completely different model. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And I don't know where the money falls. That's, you know, I, I, I go blank. I, I, don't, I can't figure it out. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's uh, it's it's going to be a rude awakening in a lot of ways for for everybody, just because yep. things are things are changing. But at the same time, every day we have more people uh, getting on board, which is awesome. And at the right. same time, it's also like the same as everything we've ever done. Like the minute something gets popular, we all get pissy and stupid. And now we're all like got the internet that makes it even more crazy. Because now we get just, you get stupid faster, and we have and we uh, so we have a call in right. I think, hello. Yeah, what's up, man? This is Bone Boneyard Seeds. Oh, what's going on, my friend? How are you? How's life? How you doing, brother? Good. What can we do for you today? Uh, well, I'm just calling in, listening to you guys. What's going on here? Uh, much respect for you guys doing the stuff you're doing on the show. I'd like to say that first off. Uh, Thanks. Thank you. I'm uh, listening here, and um, I'm hearing uh, kind of the breakdown of what's going on with the Type 1, Type 2, and Type 3, and uh, I just want to give maybe my opinion on it here. Um, Mm -hmm. What I'm thinking is I believe since all cannabis that we use with cannabinoids and not used for industrial hemp or cloth or paper should all be classified as a drug type and should be classified as either a narrow-leaf drug type or a wide-leaf drug type. Yep. And those would be all hybrids. Mm-hmm. And if it isn't a hybrid, then you could label it as the ancestor. So it would be a narrow leaf drug ancestor or a narrow wide leaf drug ancestor. And then if you're using hemp, you would just substitute the drug part with the hemp. So it would be a narrow leaf hemp cultivar mm-hmm. or wide leaf hemp cultivar. Mm-hmm. Since what we're doing is separating it into two categories one's going to be used for industrial use, for papers, for rubber. Sure. or basically anything besides medicinal use. And everything else that's carrying a cannabinoid, we're going to be putting that into some type of a medicine here in the future. That's what's coming. They're going to start breaking these down into isolates, into full-spectrum medicines, and I figure we should start breaking them down in those categories. Yeah, and that's pretty standard And that's pretty standard as far as the um, narrow leaf and, 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 and wide leaf. That's like a Rob Clark thing. Yeah, that's Rob. That's Rob's sort of old school standard. Yeah, and it and it. I tried to do it for a little while with people, but I, I so like I was like so confusing. It gets goofy. People yeah, just got yeah. all. Pe- I was saying let I, get them out of the uh, hemp and sativa category since all yeah. cannabis is sativa by definition. Sure. Botanical definition means a crop from seed, mm-hmm. and only plants from India are indicas. We need to start educating folks on these facts. Yeah. So. If you have a plant from Afghanistan, it's not a subclass of ca- of cannabis. It just happens to be in a different region. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make it a whole new classification or subspecies. That plant has just been regionalized. It took over the environment. It has become a phenotypical expression of that area. But sure. if you remove that from Afghanistan and start growing that, say, in uh, the Grand Canyon, that plant's going to take on a whole new structure, a whole new shape and a whole new cannabinoid profile based on the spectrum of light it receives, the nutrients it's going to get from the soil, so on and so forth. So mm-hmm. what we need to do is start breaking this down into a category that everyone can uh, get to, and it can't be sativa and indica. We yeah. have to educate folks on this fact on a botanical side and stop using this as uh, something that we learned about from just high times. We yeah, well the, one, well, well, the type one, two, and th- type one, two, three would definitely not really conflict with that at all. So it could be used in conjunction. No. with so that'd be like. A, well, I don't think there is any one. That's m- more of a tool. More of a tool. Another another tool. But in general, it's also uh, it's also because you end up getting people who like 
never seen a plant in their life. You know what I mean? Like that's the problem because as a grower, when you're a grower, you know how things are. The minute it hits a bag, it's sort of like if you don't have the the reinforcement of the knowing what was in there, it can all be sort of you know at that point blah really, blah 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 it, yeah it'd be yeah. really hard so it's kind of like you almost like that yeah. it's it's really good for internal i think and it's also really good for breeders <clears throat> breeder to breeder but i think when you go like once it hits the street or it gets and turns into a product then it kind of has to get simplified to make it you know palatable let's oh, say palatable. i believe that 100 also there's just so much uh there's the lack of knowledge between breeders and growers and the people have been yeah. around the plants along and the people yeah. that are coming in it's so wide. That's that's why we've got to try to come into all of us that do understand it. We need to try mm-hmm. to figure out something that we can share with the rest of them. Yeah, well, I think that's a, I think that's one of those I think that's one of those descriptive things as a grower that it's almost like that has to be taught sort of like early on, just so people get it in their head. Because once they're like like now, like I think most people understand. At least people who listen to the show, they all get the whole that there's no real indica sativa category. It's all literally you know, coming from, it's coming from the, the places that it ended up at, that it changed into what it is. And we know that you know, right. it, we, we get that. That's everybody's <laughs> kind of like bigger, broader picture, let's say, because I mean, it'd be great to know where it really, really came from, but we all kind of agree. It's, you know, Pakistan somewhere in that area, let's say, but at the same time, once you talk to anybody from that area, like I have friends in Kazakhstan, and they're like, "It's from Kazakhstan," and then I got people from other, but it's from here, you know. So it's like there's going to be the a little here say it's Uzbekistan, yeah. yeah. Kazakhstan, Afghanistan, yeah. but we understand it's it's definitely coming from that region. And then d- you can imagine the different harshness of that climate compared to almost everywhere in the world. There's hardly there's not that many places like that. Uh, but there's a few, and then you sort of like, oh, okay, that's why it seems to be working in those environments. That's why, you know, uh, the difference between a guy in NorCal or Southern or Southern Oregon growing compared to a guy in Florida, you know, he's <laughs> like, well, but, Jesus but Christ. They, but, but they were talking about terroir mm. and the expression of the genetics in response to the environment. Here's what I do. I When I talk or teach, I say, look, in the sativa, our adjectives that describe the effect in gross terms that we feel, not necessarily reflective of the botany. But I also say, you know, there's type 1, type 2, type 3, type 4 if you want. But I also add that, you know, there's other models with other descriptors, like fruit, floral, uh, fuel, and earth that Kevin Jowdry uses. Hmm. So there's times when type 1, type 2, type 3 conveys the quality I'm talking about. Well, yeah, the good, I mean, the good, part is, the good part is you the could... Flavors, yeah, the good part is you could just sandwich his his and yours together, and you got yourself a pretty good co- exactly. <laughs> coverage right that, there. That all works for everyone that and understands the plan already, everyone that's already yeah. versed in the verbiage. But mm. to all the new people that are coming in, all the children and all the mm. grandparents that are coming to medical cannabis, they don't care what country it came from. Mm. They don't care what shape the leaf is. And, in fact, when they buy a bag of herb or, say, they buy some capsules, they can't even tell what shape the leaf was in to start with. So yeah. tell them with no, exactly. Really, is just dumbing down what we're trying to get to. We need to find out the medical conditions they're after, and be able to steer them towards the chemotype of the plant that's in that we're speaking of. Yeah. We need to break them down into chemotype. Basically, we can't keep oh, going yeah. on based mm-hmm. on shape, based on flavor, because all those change with nutrition, with light spectrum, with phenotype, with growth. 
mm-hmm. with the expression of the plant and the environment it in, every single one of those changes. Mm-hmm. The chemotype of the plant and the genetics. But that's a good thing. That's like thing. saying that you like pe- saying that you like uh, Cabernet Sauvignon, and you're thinking France. I'm thinking <clears throat> California, and Adam's thinking Australia. So it's the same cutting from the same vine, but the the expression of it terroir for wine people. That's a big freaking deal. You look at three cabs, and you're choosing on your experience and your desire, where was it grown? Was it gravelly, mineral soil? Mm-hmm. What was the weather like? That vintage, that year makes a difference. I actually welcome that. I'm a beer nerd. Oh, I live in Washington it. State. 75% of the hops in the country is grown in Yakima County. I go to any of the number, dozens and dozens of breweries in this town. I look at the blackboard and go, so who's got a varietal hop? You have Mosaic, you have Koichi Canyon. I don't care about Centennial and Cascade hops, that's like, you know, plain vanilla. I go for outlier cannabis. Mm-hmm. I go for outlier hops. You know, I go to, God bless, uh, Ballard is a neighborhood that's got like two dozen where all micros. The, uh, experience from growers comes from, but everyone that's coming into this isn't us. The, the majority of the people that are going to be messing with the legal cannabis scene that's coming in the future mm-hmm. aren't from that scene. These are people that are sick and dying. They don't care about those small little nuances they only care about the medicinal effect and that's what i'm going at i believe what you're saying 100 percent, and that's how i go about it when i speak to my friends that are versed in the plant and understand the nuances of the nutrition that we give to the plant and the spectrum that's above it and all of these tiny mm-hmm. nuances that affect what's coming but the medical community that's coming into this all the new folks none of that matters to them at all well it's like when they you go to a, it's like when you go how to it's going to bring them some relief yeah, and yeah. that's that's all I'm trying to get at. I understand and believe what you're saying 100%. I'm with that 100%, but that's so hard to teach people that uh, I've been trying to figure out a way to get them into this and understand. Well, my suggestion is when you do talk to those people, and I work a lot with patients, the first thing you do is stop using the terms indica and sativa. And oh, you do talk about type 1. Okay, so, so it's small steps because we're coming out of, you know, 70, 75 years of prohibition and lack of education. In fact, disinformation deliberately. Well, you yeah, know, you know what's, even, I, again, what's, what's even funnier, what I, what's, even, what's even more basic than that, and I think the first thing that we kind of all learned is, like, we don't say marijuana, right? Like, none of us. Like, oh, no, no, no. If you say it, no, if you say no, it no. you're like, you're like, oh, it fucking hurts to say it. You're like, why did I say that? Oh, no. I can't believe I just said yeah. that. You know what I mean? Like, what did you just I say? Know, did, did you just say marijuana? <laughs> <laughs> like, we'd be like, we all look at each other. Like, if any of us said it in a crowd, you'd be like, did you just say marijuana? <laughs> like, you know, like, what the all fuck? The, all the eyes turn and face you. What did you, what did he say? Yeah. yeah. I know. Well, so for us, that's like a bad word. So that's like our first thing. And then I think when I first heard the, which is, which I'd have to. Hold uh, on, Adam, Adam, do, yeah? Adam, do you correct people when they use the word marijuana? And oh, use that as yeah. a springboard oh, for education? 100%. The same with indica sativa hybrid. It's 100%. like, no, no, let's not talk about that. Yeah. You, you know, but I do that. Oh, I yeah, think it, you do that it, probably. It, I'm, I'm sure you do that also, right? Everybody, oh, yeah. I'm sure we all oh, yeah. do that. That's like a, a nor- normal thing if we use it as a as an ends to to uh, educate. Yeah, to start the conversation. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I appreciate your comments there about uh, how we educate the newbies because I'm afraid, going back to my beer metaphor, patient or rec user, most people are going to reach for the Anheuser-Busch cores on the shelf, and many will yeah, not... Care or be exposed to a microbrewery or a small winery. They're going mm. for Gallo. That's mm. what they know. That's okay because if they get if they don't have their ECS stimulated, even drinking Bud Light will be of some benefit from them. Over time, 100%. they'll learn that oh, 
there's something better. Let me try that. Oh my goodness, I didn't know that was possible. And the market but will not educate a lot of itself. Have that time for that. My mother's a I know. Can, uh, cancer patient, and she does not have the time to start deciding whether or not while she's dying if she likes the grapeier flavor or if she wants something gassier. That's not in what's happening to a fourth-stage cancer patient, my friend. And myself, uh, I had just had my leg amputated, and I had to use whatever cannabis I could get to because at that time I hadn't been able to grow no herb for two years for myself, so I had to take what was offered to me at the time. Yep. So when you're in a medical position, the Anheuser-Busch will be what everyone's going to take, and that's where we have to start educating them into the fact that uh, it's not all just because it's a lower price doesn't put it in the same category as what you believe Anaheim's supposed to be, maybe the good stuff. What yeah. give you the good stuff. Yeah. You're going to start getting the junk from everybody because you will accept you know, the, I mean, the, the, the biggest problem, I guess, again, is sort of like I was saying a little bit earlier, is like, you know, we are uh, everybody who's been in the game a long time. You know, we kind of like prided ourselves on having the best weed in the room, and you know, that's just part of the deal, right? You have the best weed in the room. You, have, you yeah. know, always got the, always have the fucking, you know, the bucket at home that you can just yeah. reach into. Got the fire. Never had to pay for it. Real, you pay for it, but you just don't like give money for weed. Like the weed just came because no, you fucking no. made it. You, you, it you just keep making it. You know. I mean, and anyway, so that was always our lifestyle. And then the problem is now we have, like, it's it's actually worth, everything is worth less. There's a lot less care because people are growing a lot of concentrates and they don't give a fuck anymore. So they grow, like, just shitty, you know, they, they don't put the, they don't put the attention into their, into their product. Oh, it's going to no. be all for, it's all going to be for concentrates. And you're like, well, that, that doesn't mean you grow shitty. That just means you just, you know. So I see that a lot when I go to a lot of places where I, I just notice that people don't put their all into stuff because they know the, no. they know where it's going whereas back in the day it all was flour and you had to go to the best and you had to be the best and now all of a sudden it, people looking for shortcuts you know so that's the unfortunate side of that thing and then when the noobs come involved like you're saying the problem there is that again they're only they're only as good as they've been told so at the same time part of the game of this whole thing has been to not tell too much because you're kind of always trying to push. You know what I mean? You're always like working this double edge. Oh, like 100%. Stoner's always working. Stoner's always working. Coming out of the black market. Yeah. Coming out of the black market, there's going to be a brand associated, unlike the guy in the Starbucks parking lot at 11 at night. And when people start to associate brands and the experience, they're going to say, you know, that Anheuser-Busch, yeah, I get drunk, but it's really just horrible. I don't care about the Super Bowl ads. Let me try something you know, a little more expensive. I've seen it before. My hairdresser told me whatever. People will get to be, you know, the reason I focus on 2021 is that by then, some of the dust will have settled. Some of the newbies won't be in the biz anymore. You're going to see fewer brands, and they're going to differentiate. That was what I saw at Indo Expo in Denver this year. I told people when I came home, I hyperventilated the whole time I was there, number one. Why? Because Denver Indo Expo between 2018 and 2019 aged in dog years. It was startling how much more sophisticated and differentiated the market was. Branding. Mm -hmm. And you can now pick it out and go, oh, no, the one to the left, not that one that's on sale. This is the one I want. And then you're going to see quality become part of consumers' buying decisions. Right now, it's like, it's available, I'll buy it. I'll figure out what it is later. Yeah, well, there's going to be there's going to be a shakeup in general, you know. Place your bet. Place your bet. If someone else wants to call in, uh, much respect to everybody. Thanks hey, for the conversation. Thanks for uh, calling in. Thank
Thank you, Phil. Thanks Thank for, you. Thanks for the combo, man. Have a good Definitely. day. Have a good day. Peace. So, <clears throat> if I write about branding, that people will start to pick the good winners and for the, the winners from the good players, are we going to have the biggest Super Bowl ad garner of all the sales and the oh, good it's going to turn it's going to it's, it's going to turn horrible fast, dude. Don't don't you worry. It's going to be it's going to be a shell, <laughs> a, a former a shell of the former <laughs> self. In every way, shape, and form, I can guarantee you, there's no way, there's no way around it. Like, my friend is just. Uh, well, how do we tip the table? How do we tip the table so the, that the problem, the good players, the, the have problem, a the problem is, uh, the biggest picture. The way the big picture lays out, of course, is it's going to be, it's all about convenience. It's all about um, yep. locale, like, you know. Southern, if you don't have distribution, it's about access. Like Southern California, Southern Ca- like Southern California is like like everybody that I know there, you know, in in one way thought it was great because they have such a huge you know uh, buyers market, et cetera. But at the same time, yeah, it's it's turned into a fucking nightmare in the long run. It's like it's one of those politically. Things. Oh yeah, and you know the delivery services are doing good and things like that because nobody wants to drive there and it's a fucking you know it's, <laughs> there's no parking and there's just like everything about it. <laughs> doesn't work when it comes to a lot of those setups and then you go to uh, you know a lot of uh, most places are underwater when it comes to their dispensaries and their the retail so for the most part it's going to turn into that whole same market that it is in the like when it comes to convenient shopping and stuff and the only reason that people don't do delivery right now is much because they all want the experience but the experience sucks because it's just like right anything else like why would you waste not that I'm telling people don't go to shops because, I mean, that would be lame because, of course, I'm sure there are good shops out there. But for the most part, when it comes to buying weed, if you're really that lame and you're buying, like, a couple grams of weed at a shop, then you don't really have much of a, a, a – dem- you, you can't go Context. in there. You can't go in there and tell them what to do, right? <laughs> like, hey, I'm going to need to buy, like, oh, a right, gram right, and right, a right. half. I'm here, I'm here to buy two grams of weed today. You guys have just stepped back. I want a, the best of the best. They don't let you do that no more. It's all like, bam, grab the bag, grab the thing, grab the – because no one can touch weed anymore. You know what I mean? It used to be, like, you could kind of go in, like, Amsterdam style where you'd get to look in the thing, you know, and pick out oh, the yeah. blood and all that. That's, like, those days are gone, man. Nobody's got time for that because they're just, I like, know. boom, 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 shotgun them out. They're in a little thing. They've been, like, vacuum-freshed or whatever in a little tin thing and – you never you can't even see them anymore because you're not allowed to see anything. You know, there's all those rules. If you look at all the rules, they're all counterintuitive to like quality. They're just like, oh, I know. They're like, oh, so you can sneak a little thing in there. No one would even know until they open it up and go, man, this thing looks like a moldy piece of shit. You know what I mean? It's like, and, and, and then they have to go back to the <laughs> shop, complain about it, which half. And as you're we, never going to have, yeah. Well, we know yeah. half the people won't deal yeah. with it because half of the battle was to they get won't. down there in the first place. And you're like, I don't want to be a dick, but this weed totally sucks. And then they they want to bring it back, oh, yeah. but then they end up smoking it before they bring it back. You know, there's like it's literally, you know, it's like a literally uh, not not a very good picture when you also when you look at the amount of trash and the amount of bullshit that comes off of all the commercial. Re- oh, oh, I know, I know. Like, it's disgusting. It's like one of those things where you're like. Oh my God! Am I really at the point now where it's like I'm like hating on weed people because I look at the just oh the, I, the, you know, I it's not the weed Seattle, people but it's I the, don't it's care if I it's yeah just I don't care if I smell pot downtown on the street I do care when I see cannabis trash uh, in front of me I know. beer bottles you I know. know 
wine bottles, yeah, you give it. I don't really care, but I get personally yeah. offended when I see cannabis trash because it reflects poorly on us. I saw some today. I saw some today. Legitimate. Saw some today. Exact same feeling because it was in those. It was those super tall medical pop top things. You know what I mean? That are like yes, just yes. so much plastic, and there's probably like one, like maybe an eighth in there if you're lucky. You know what I mean? It was not packed to the gills or something like that. So it's one of those deals where you're, you're like, that is the biggest waste right there. And if they had, like, something creative, like, bring it back and shred it right in front of you, like, yeah, look at that. Shredderator. Oh, yeah. Put it in the shredderator. Well, God, you can go to, you <laughs> go to a winery or a wine store and do tasting. You can go to the grocery store on Saturday and have wine tastings. You can't do that with pot. You know? And you don't have that. It, it, I, I know I'm preaching to the choir with the listeners of your show, but I'm so frustrated by the isolation, containment, and, you know, hands-off devil's lettuce kind of attitude about consumers and what they're about to buy. You know, I can squeeze the tomatoes. I can go to a winery and try three things, whether I Mm -hmm. buy it or not. Pot in Washington, containers are sealed. But the biggest disappointment when medical disappeared, you couldn't stick your nose in the jar. Mm -hmm. The chopsticks don't bring it up to your face so you can look at it up close under the magnifying glass. What up with that, dog? They won't let you, you know, do it. It's not, gonna, not yeah. radioactive. No, it's not radioactive. Shit. I just want to smell what I'm about to consume. I'm about to spend 100 bucks an ounce, and I mm-hmm. can't get a whiff of it? Shit. Exactly. I don't know. Exactly. No, that is bullshit. You'll right get there. better. No, that is. And that's it the is. weird thing is, like, they treat it like spent uranium sometimes, where you're just like, all right, guys. It's it is radium. You know, it's like, really, dude? It's weed. And the thing is, the secondary thing is, it gives the wrong message to children. Mm-hmm. We're protecting you from this evil thing. It's not evil, and you don't need to protect me from it. And the fact that, you know, there's this whole thing about child-resistant, child-proof, that's what drives the packaging. You can't put it in responsible, sustainable, compostable stuff, because at least Liquor Cannabis Board in Washington wants child-proof, not child-resistant. And none of the dupe tubes are recyclable plastic. I make hash. i got to put it in the 5 mil little acrylic thing, because there's no glass. That's top and bottom glass so you can see it. I'm doing my best to be responsible, and the law ties my hands about how much, you know, trash I have to generate to sell cannabis. Hemp, I don't, I'm not bound by that. You know, it's like I can put it in a hemp container. My goodness, hemp inside a hemp. What a concept. Anyway, we'll get there. I, I'm, that's why I'm focused on 2021. And every day, you know, my motto is feet hit the floor. Get up, move, do something. As long as we agree we're going towards a sustainable future we can pass off to our kids, I'm all for that. But you tie my hands and make me do stupid things because of your dumbass laws, I have a problem with that. And I'm not going to be quiet. (laughs) No, no, we would expect nothing less. Um... (laughs) Well, cool. I think we solved the world's problem. We solved all the world problems. That was it. Yeah, I was about to do a dab. That was solving solving the world's problems. Um, so to go back just to your 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 breeders deal, how how do people download the, the oh. things? And you said it was already up on a on a oh, on, sure. a, on a so professional. It's called thingy. the Cannabis Breeders Right. It's mm-hmm. uh, version two point point one. It is available on Academia.edu, which I use as. Um, as it should be. It's like this, you know, independent scholars journal website, but it's like, no, 
don't take my word for it. It's published, and people have found me, humble growers, and said, oh, my God, this is what I've been looking for. So it's, uh, my company's name is LeBlanc, which is Whiting, my last name in French. The website is LeBlancCNE, L-E-B-L-A-N-C-C-N-E. But if you Google the Cannabis Breeders' Rights and Jerry Whiting or LeBlanc, it'll pop up. Um, it's free. There's a, t- a chart with the 21 designations. There's a set of glyphs you can use online or on the packaging. Mm-hmm. And again, coming from software, it's been my experience that you only realize a standard has been established when you look in the rearview mirror and realize there's a crowd behind you marching in steps. You can disagree. You can argue. A lot of people say, Jerry, there's too many designations. Pick the one or two you want. Ignore the rest. Well, Jerry, how can I enforce this? You can't enforce seeds. You know, if somebody wants to steal from you, they're going to steal from you. Um, but you can, in that transparent, this is the kind of world I want to live in manner, express your desires, because all we can do is manage our reaction to other people. We can't ma- I can't make you do anything, Adam. You know, I can, I can, all I can do is react to what you've done appropriately. So all I can do is put this out there and say, hey, look, I released a strain called Zulu Time last year with some friends, um, a Northwest uh, CBD cultivar, and it is released under um, Cannabis Feeders Rights. There's a, a free version and a commercial version. So if you want to do commercial, it's by license, CBR-L, and if you want to do it like we did, we gave it away. A group of uh, was bred by a uh, somebody here in Cascadia passed the seeds on to me. A number of us did a propagation project. Some grew clones. Some grew mm-hmm. seeds. We gave them away at Hempfest. Where else? And it's now out there. We're now spreading <coughs> it around. It's in Ohio and other states. But Zulu Time was the first cultivar released under the cannabis breeders right so if you're a seeder and a breeder and you're worried about people making money on your back and you're not getting a slice of the pie one step in that direction is to read the cannabis breeders rights and if you're so moved start to use it sounds like a plan i mean that's the thing what i was kind of saying before was we kind of have to stick together and do make our own thing because we can't expect a them to really the world to help us. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. But I think you need and, to. But I think you need clear. an app. But I think you need an app, and I think I've got it for you. So we'll have to, have to talk after the show. Yeah, and, and the thing that'll is, be, that'll I, be your I don't have any skin in the game. I did this because DJ expressed mm-hmm. something I thought I could solve as a problem. Mm-hmm. I'm not making money off of it. I'm not going to lose sleep if you don't use it. But I really, really respect. Has, the people has who a, have brought cannabis sativa L to the point it is now. The people who toiled for years who's, you know who you are to bring us the cultivars we know now who is using it right um, now uh i'm trying to get the original guy dj short whose idea was <laughs> trying to get himself. Oh, jesus christ yeah you know That's, you know you I are know. dealing I with stoners you're dealing with stoners so you created an entire of course, thing of course. for dj short and he won't even fucking just implement it well if he's listening he knows better and we should get our homeboy on, at seeds no. here now to to get his catalog uh, in line with it. Either way, seeders and breeders are going to realize, I think especially this that. year, when they see money being made off of their work mm. without them getting a check, people are going to be pissed, man. I would be. And I, you know, I'm, again, I, I grow a modest seed crops here and there, but I'm like, mm, I'm a friend of the court. I don't consider myself, you know, on the A list. I'm just a helper. 
you know, just a guy from Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, well, we just got to, like I said, we got to <clears throat> sort of regulate ourselves too, just like we used. That was the other thing about, I think that's the reason that um, people get pissed about people getting involved and, you know, nobody has struggled at all like we did through so many other things that Amen. E- even though cannabis, even though hemp, which is still cannabis, it's all the fucking same. And I treat it the same. And, and when I see, you know, tons of hemp, and I'm like, well, that's like tons. It, in my mind, it's tons of weed. I wouldn't smoke a drop of it, but it's still tons of weed. You know, I mean? it's still tons of like that's weed. Right. That's just weed, especially when it's done right. Right. You know, it's done done, done right. When it's done right, it's perfect. Right. Oh, you know, when it's really well well done. This, like the picture behind me is a beautiful hemp crop uh, that looks, you know, like like anybody would look at it and say that's just looking like a bunch of good good looking weed you know but it, that was a, just a hemp. oh yeah it's a hemp crop here oh yeah you know hemp and, crop here and one way my goal is my dream is that one day this 0.3 delta 9 artificial mm-hmm. line in the sand will disappear no, and they're all one, dogs one would be you know, one they're would be, all one cows would, one just, would be fine you know what i mean like a or 0.9 Point nine is like oh oh yeah that's like a decent like anything below that fuck it you know don't even worry about it because it's uh, oh yeah oh yeah it's 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 again people can grow better and and I think just not being scared of fucking super high quality THC products because that's not a scary thing there's nothing to be scared of whether it be THC no it isn't the only thing you gotta be scared of is if like if you don't like sticky shit because then you're fucked. <laughs> like if you're like afraid of sticky stuff like i hate sticky one thing i am so scared of is sticking stuff sticking to everything you're like you probably don't want to be around weed because you know? <laughs> that yeah, sticks to me if, yeah. if you can throw it against the wall and it sticks and it smells like you know gunk yeah, yeah. Or just, i'm in the phone book you can send it to me i always I'll like, come get it i always yeah, like to much. look around i like always like to look around people's de- like around their desk you know because I know my desk uh-huh. was just literally pieces of hash everywhere on the ground that were just flattened out and smooshed and stepped on and, you know, whatever. Because <laughs> you'd always be, like, dropping little bits and then you'd step on it or roll over oh, yeah. to a chair or whatever. So people would be like, you got a lot of, like, black spots everywhere. And I'd be like, it's all hash, you know, the whole thing. It'd be, like, literally, like, a huge ring around my around my so-called desk. Uh, you know, that's how it rolls. But, it's yeah, I think, uh, to have. I think we should try to implement more. Uh, yes. We should try to implement more of your ideas because that's a good idea. It's a good idea you got there. Thank you. Um, Thanks. But you see the fucking pushback. It's stoners, dude. You're dealing with stoners. I know. We hate and to you know, write shit down. Like, Nobody wants to write anything down. Yeah. Nobody wants to talk about like we'll just deal with it later, bro. And then you come up with the thing. Yeah, but if we like, don't if we don't stick together in the next couple you, years, you're, ba- you're making us all look bad. Done, what I'm, what, what I'm trying to say is you're making no, no, us all no, no. you're making us all look bad, man. You're making us all look bad. So. No, just no, cut, it out. cut it out. Cut it out. But if we no, stick together, when the money comes, we have a chance of, of holding our own. And again, let's face it, folks, hemp and cannabis started with hippies. And hippies were right all along. We really were. And we have the opportunity in well, 2019 well, the, well, the hemp, for hemp. The hemp started way before the hippies, but I mean, the fucking... The, oh, true. You know, we went through the... We, 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 lost, we lost it out. And then the weed, you know, the weed came through through the, the black community and through the Mexicans and through all the... Through all our, all our racist... Like, and then us racist fucking now claim it all. You know, so It's just a claim. It, we're like no, the worst. Really. We're the worst of the worst. I could, I'd have to say, though, 
you got to give it to the white boys for holding down the good weed, right? Because we fucking did. Like That's if it true, was, if it wasn't for the white, if it wasn't for, if it wasn't for like awkward white guys, we wouldn't have good weed. I'm telling you, <laughs> like they're the fucking the the guys who would have n- not done anything successful in their lives, but they're fucking awesome growers. <laughs> There's a shitload of them out there that I know. And they're fucking awesome, and they're great at what they do, but they wouldn't be able to do nothing if they had to do it. They'd be like, fuck. But then nobody would grow that good know. weed for them, so they just complain all day. So they'd complain anyway, but they would complain about other people's weed. So it's, it's, it's difficult. But in general, the cannabis, the cannabis sort of uh, like reality is that you know America broke it. America needs to fix it. They're doing a pretty good job. Yep. But they kind of fuck up. Because they're Americans and they fucking can't help but beat a, a fucking dead horse into the ground as fast as possible. So they're almost making me sick of weed <laughs> in, in like a shortest amount of time. Like the day it gets legal. I'm going to quote you on that. I'm going to quote you yeah, on that you one can. day that you're the, almost sick of weed. Bullshit. No, no. I'm just saying that they're, they're, they're driving me nuts. <laughs> where Like it's going to become so popular and it's going to be like, it's legal. And I'm going to be like, all right, that's it. I'm not smoking weed no more. Yeah. Nah, yeah. I, mean, I don't think I would ever do that. But in general, it is weird because it's getting so uh, – the name of the show – Normal. Or, or, you know, our thing is the crossroads between uh, mainstream and cannabis, right? And it was – Mitch put that together as our tagline. And in the beginning, mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't even really get it because I was like, we're not mainstream, dude. We're fucking this far from mainstream. We're out of the worst ever. Like, our shit's falling off the wall. And I, he's like, no, nah, man, weed's about to get me. You know, he was like, you know, he he's a visionary, I'd say. So he definitely saw it. And then later when I was thinking about it, I was like, actually, it's pretty badass because it's getting there. And we're like Nostradamus, that shit, five years ahead of the game. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like. Because it is mainstream, because nobody would even put those two words together, cannabis and mainstream, but now it's like, it is fucking, it's like way over, you know, to the well, point. I'm from Ohio, and I go home, I was home last week in Cleveland. My mm. high school friend, tell my elementary friend, look at me and go, dude, you really work legally with pot? Well, yeah. Really? I said, yeah, in high school, we dreamed about this day. I'm LTD, living the dream. Y'all should pass the law out there in the Buckeye State. Hmm. But no, people, it's not, you know, I even, my mom is 95, never toked in her life. I went home and said, Mom, I'm selling my software company after almost, what, 27 years? What are you going to do next? I'm going to grow hemp. Okay. Whoa. School teacher, church going lady. No big deal. That would never have happened when I was in high school. I got my ass whooped from smoking reefer, dropping acid, eating mushrooms, and everything else, you know. Yeah. Not that I actually did that as tough kids, but <clears throat> oh come on now! But yeah, the world is caught up with us, and and I and the, the and I'll leave you with this: hemp is the salesman's foot in the door for cannabis. And you know, if hemp and CBD are good and THC and ganja are bad, that's about to change because no. old people are going to die, and the kids all assume that it's totally okay. And no, it's just not. It's just not going to. I think people are figuring out. That can't, I mean, because cannabis is truly medicine, right? There's no fucking doubt about it. Oh, yeah. And and yeah. CBD is also medicine, but CBD is a different kind. And they both have their own super uh, analgesic qualities, and they definitely work symbiotically together. There's, you know, there's, there's a lot to be said. You can't really dissect everything, which we do, of course. We fuck everything up. Yeah, we, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, instead of, like, leaving it alone... 
because every single time, like we were talking about earlier about the one-to-ones working the most effectively, mm-hmm. if you get it like that um, and you don't, you don't have a COA, you don't care, no one ever tested it, they just know it works. No. Um, that shit is like, could be like 10%, you know, maybe 12%. And it worked better than any twenty-five oh. percent shit because it actually has all exactly. the, hits all the bells and whistles. Ding, 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 ding. All of a sudden, you're in the fridge. You're really hungry. You're fucking like, ah, like, <laughs> you're like, you're like you get really high, which you don't normally get. You know what I mean? You're like, what happened? It's like that weed was not even strong. And the sweet spot is going to be a type two auto flower, mm-hmm. so that you can grow it on your balcony without mm-hmm. a green thumb, without yeah. anything other than turning a hose on it every once in a while. And then, because, you know, healthcare is a right, not a privilege. And the more we decentralize it and take it out of corporations' hands and putting it in people's hands, because then we have what you and I wish for, and that is the reason we have heirloom vintage vegetables and fruits is from citizen farmers who do seed exchanges and keep these heirloom things alive. Mm-hmm. It isn't in the big ag company's interest to have lots of different cultivars out there. Sure. They, you know, there's only one kind of banana you buy, the Kavanaugh or Cavendish, whatever it is. It's hard to find yeah. other bananas. We're coming up to the third world. It's like, you mean there's as many kinds of bananas as there are apples? Oh, my God, I never knew. Right. You don't see that in the state. Yeah. And I don't want that to happen to hemp or cannabis. Oh, you want Blue Dream? I got lots of Blue Dream. No, you want Blue Dream. That's what I got. I got Blue Dream. But no, I want fill yeah. in the blank. We'll get there. It's, it's, cool. uh, I don't think with, I mean, it, it happens a lot with everything, though, and it happened with hemp in, in Europe also. Like, there's only so many, like, every time you look at a list of people who have, and it's like, oh, it's the same fucking list, dude. There's like, there's really, I mean, there's a shitload, <laughs> there's a shitload of them, but they're the same, same, same. Tired same. stuff. Yeah, super yeah. tired. And so, I think it's going to happen regardless. There's going to be certain things that work, certain things that don't. And also, when people are making seeds, a lot of their breeding tends to base a little bit on the success rate of, of each cycle. You know what I mean? So if you have, like, a better plant but it doesn't produce very good fertile seeds that kind of work, and then you end up with a whole bunch of duds and things that people won't do that, obviously. So, oh, yeah. so that gets knocked out. Right. So, there's, so there's less focus. It's kind of like the classic where, you, you know, the, uh, people who understood back in the day that you didn't have to grow a lot, you just had to grow really good, you could still do really well. Right. Now it kind of doesn't work that way because you – the, you have to do all, all the above, or else you know, you know what I mean. If you don't do all the above, you're not working. So, but before you could grow, like not so much, but really good, and still get away with it. But it's only for yourself. Yeah, and now, I hope it, that the consumers get more selective in their purchasing, and the feedback from Jane and John Doe trickles upstream to the farmers and say, no, 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 I want something different. This doesn't work for me. I'll buy it if I have to, but given a choice, I'll make other decisions. But then again, you know, cannabis, whether hemp or or or, um, or ganja, doesn't follow the rules of Econ 101. It's been a hidden, illegal crop, and therefore you pay the sin tax. Why does it cost so much? Because I risk going to prison for it. Hemp's going to drive that price to the to the floor, mm-hmm. and it'll you know hopefully we'll have consumer choice in the market, and people will get smart about what they buy and. Don't think that, oh, it's got 500 milligrams of CBD per ounce. must be great. Who cares if it's got anything else? It's got 500 milligrams of CBD. Well, Jesus, yeah. Go drink your malt liquor out of a brown paper bag on the corner. That's how I look at some of this stuff. I know it's prejudicial, but Uh I have an opinion. 
mean, it's full plant or whole plant, full spectrum. You know, I want everything. Okay, let's see. Um, I'm just checking with my next with my next guest. Uh oh. Uh-oh. Car broken down. <laughs> it's like, dog ate my homework. I don't know. I'll have to figure it out. We'll see. Um, so let's see. I'm going to give him my number, make sure, double check so he gets it right. And I, don't, I said so many times I typed in my own phone number and then wonder why it, it doesn't work out. <laughs> you know, which, I just, which I actually just almost did just by just talking to you and not paying attention. So, oh, um, so it's my fault that you got confused. I think it's that torch in your hand, homeboy. No, it couldn't have been. Okay, so <laughs> sending him the number, and uh, yeah, we, when, when are you gonna be here this time? When are you gonna see, over, see you over here, over in Colorado, anytime soon? Or yeah, because when I came out to Indo Expo, Frontier Airlines lost my luggage, and I still got a suitcase full of brand new iron clothes waiting in uh, Golden, Colorado. So I got to come out and fetch that oh, nice. and uh pay you a visit yeah yeah so you should come through the studio some, uh, oh yeah let me put some seeds in the ground now that industrial hemp is legal in washington state and then i gotta come get my luggage <laughs> it sounds funny but you know it works for me yeah yeah for always sure. a pleasure mr dunn yeah nice uh, talking thanks to for the time to share some conversation of a witty and and uh inspired o- almost, nature o- almost interesting How's that? We'll give it an almost. almost we'll, 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 yeah. we'll give it an almost interesting. I, I could almost listen to myself there. No, no, it was good. Oh, um, it was good. Yeah, yeah, good yeah. Talking and we didn't to even and talk I, about any. And what's that? Nothing negative. Oh, well, we. Um, I will say this to your audience. Um, I'm usually opinionated, uh, but I will say that there's one baseball cap I won't wear anymore, uh-huh. um, only because there's nonsense among those that we sometimes trusted and um i just believe everything should be open and transparent and that one of the almost obligations for some of us who've been doing this for a while is to bring our values and lifestyle to the hemp market so that it doesn't necessarily reflect the capitalist system we live in we have a chance to make a difference and to give our kids and grandkids a better starting point than we had so I encourage everyone to be upfront and honest, a priori, and don't let us find out your dirty laundry <clears throat> after the fact, because we aren't quite as forgiving when we feel we've been cheated and lied to. Oh, man, you're fucking like the Segway King or something, dude. I don't know how, how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you do it. I didn't use it. any names. No. Yeah, I know. I know. But, I know. you know, I'm just asking John Deere. So you don't wear a John Deere hat, basically, is what you're trying to say. Fuck John Deere. <laughs> Fuck John Deere. And the hat he yeah. came in with. No. You yeah, you own it. You can fix it. You, yeah. But anyway, you know, that's my two cents for the day. Okay, my friend. No problem. Uh, Slick, we will cross paths again, and I promise to come armed with hashish when we do. Okay. Uh, yeah, so anyway, we got we got broken down. We got broken, broke down mountain going on on the other side, so... Uh, Nice talking to you, my friend, and we'll we'll, we'll cross paths soon. And all right, a uh, pleasure, and t- goodbye, dear listeners, wherever you may be. All right, my friend. Thank Adios. You. Later. <laughs> and he's off. Dun, 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 dun. It's like parachuting quickly. Uh, like I told you, he was like, I knew if I had him on, I have a show because it's just like 
We roll. Yeah. We roll. We roll. Old guys. Two old guys talking, basically. Totally. Totally, bro. Old. <laughs> totally old. Totally old. So uh, hopefully we get Justin on from uh, DSG Labs because he uh, was going to bring some things. It's going to bring them back to the bring the Philo's facts. The Philo's facts. No, we we'll get some more going down on that. Um, not even really about that. Actually, more about what else can be done because he's he's. That's the thing that's sad is that there's so many people in the industry that um, are already in there, and they that's what they do <laughs> and they're already that's like and now this kind of threw like everybody a curveball is sort of but at the same time it kind of makes it possible to come up with more creative ways so like jerry's idea which he'd already had a while ago way before phylos was doing anything really he uh and i find it hilarious that he did it all for fucking uh dj short and fucking <laughs> DJ Short will not implement the idea because he's too fucking old school and doesn't want to fill in anything. I can already tell. It's kind of almost hilarious. Yeah. Uh, but in general, uh, that's one way. I still think my app's the best way. That's fucking it. Breeder app. That's it. Pre- Breeder app. Yeah, the money app, man. Just slap the money back and forth. Big bang uh. pow. Yeah. Oh shit. Boom. Someone used my bubble gum. <laughs> I just got paid. <laughs> I just got paid. That'd be great. So anyway. If someone can do that out there, please do it. Give me some back door that I can <laughs> make five cents on every deal. No, I don't know. Uh but in general it would be good. It would be one of those smart things where uh we just literally Venmo like Venmoing each other without having to Venmo and think about it. Yeah. It's like an automatic thing. Like, oh, I sold that thing. So 1% goes to that. Ting. And if you had like a three-way cross, you got like 1% for each person. So, bam, there you go. 1%. Not bad if it's like 10,000 bucks. Something. Yeah, man. Got something. (laughs) I got something. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it would be, I think it would be excellent. Excellent idea. I think James should be working on that right now. Should be the Seeds Here Now card credit card like get all the money back like reverse <laughs> james you listening it's a great idea it's a great idea all the breeder you get a breeder card and when you get paid it all comes through your breeder card there you go james get on it get fast get going uh we we shall see we shall see uh oh man come on come on Justin. don't don't car breakdown that's like the worst yeah <laughs> that's like that, the yeah it's like the if it's true it sucks if it's not true you're gonna break down now you see you can't do that that's why i never do the car never do my grandparents my mom I'm, no family members like oh so so good accident you know what i mean if you say that you're fucking putting a curse on your like it is a, i am half greek so i have a little curse kind of not full full greek are ridiculous they're curse crazy yeah but i feel like karma wise like you never should like mm-hmm. pretend you're unless someone's dead already then you're like they're they they, they die every week <laughs> like oh my uncle jerry died you're like yeah. jerry didn't you use that before like no yeah. i think it was uncle frederick or so you make up some other last name but in general you always go for like one that's already dead <laughs> there's no issues right right, right. You can't curse them yeah, like, you don't you know, want what, are gonna, what are they gonna do die yeah no so yeah. Uh, all right. Well, 
Let me try Justin one more time. Let me just All right. do some homework here. Uh, fill in the gaps, man. Come on, do something. Dance, dance. Do this do is do your do chance. Do this do is do your do chance do to do make do the show do exciting. Do. Uh, oh, what did you talk to KTI? Did you get the fucking message? He didn't. Uh, no, what? No. What? No, what? No, he hasn't. <laughs> I haven't got anything from him. At all, God, so KTI. Sorry, so I went KTI's through. lagging on our on our winner. We I have, went we through and we need a winner. Okay, KTI is in charge of all that info at Adam Dunn Show. If you if you ever send anything to info to Adam Dunn Show, remember it goes to KTI. Yeah, and he sounded like he just got back from somewhere. <laughs> like he was super vague. I was like, all right, what about this, this, this? And he's like, oh, I just got back. So anyway, KTI is in charge of all that shit. So when it all goes wrong, it's KTI. We yell KTI. Yes. MTI, fucking flawless, right? I mean, the sound is brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. See? Now, never need to. Yeah, it's like perfect sh- perfect sound. I'm, I'm sure the video is amazing. Except we haven't changed it back at all. But whatever. It's cool. I'm just hemp all day. Hemp day. You have what, nothing? <laughs> what else do you want? <laughs> you have nothing to throw back there? <laughs> I mean, I got all kinds of things. Uh, listeners. I got tell them to Tell the people in the chat gang, send images. I got a whole rock. Send images to fucking face Boom. a base for the background. There you go. It's a, it's a contest. There you go. There. Winner. Uh, mark at adamdunshow.com. Oh, that one's no, but No, I don't care. <laughs> I just blew your cover, bro. Everyone's going to go. Oh, dude. It's going to explode. Yeah. That inbox, I know, right? you might as well just shut it down. I, bet, <laughs> I don't know how long you've had it, but <laughs> shut it down because it's about <laughs> to fucking go nuts, dude. All 100, 100 people. This, we got what? How many? 17 people? We got none, right? There was 100 people earlier. Oh. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I don't know. So I, I see don't know 17. what's going on anymore. Oh, there you go. The cave. The cave's way better. I'm back in fucking Puerto Rico. I like the cave. Yeah. Cave. The cave is good because it was there, but it's fucking perfect. It's so Osama bin Laden like. It's crazy. <clears throat> this is what I should have had the whole time. Yeah. yeah. And now I, I like it. Yeah. With the headphones in the cave, <laughs> it's pretty close. I just have to get a little hajib. Uh, there was mm. someone talking about chocolate tie. Chocolate tie? What was the deal with that? I don't know. I, didn't There's a guy I saw, that I saw a chocolate tie rolling. talking about it. Chocolate <laughs> tie is definitely. A very fucking late seventies time frame. Yeah, like I remember it, one hundred percent, and it was fucking awesome. And I was really young, and I wasn't really ready to smoke that much. And I got bits and pieces, and that's when I was like, like my eleven or something like that, <laughs> not yeah. like nine, ten, eleven. Because me and Mo used to always dabble with weird shit, and yeah. I remember, I remember it being compressed. But smelling so fucking chocolate like it was crazy. Really? Yeah. Wow. So chocolate. Crazy, man. Terp, terps, brah. Yep. Yeah. Chocolate tie is nice. And it was one of those, it was very like uh, brownie color too. It was like kind of tan brown. wasn't like green at all. Tan brown. Tan brown. Khaki. Khaki weed. Crazy. Crazy, dude. Weed that wasn't green and fluffy and beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nothing like that. Well, it's funny. I but, like. I like. But it was nice. It burned really slow. I like looking at all the '70s pictures from the High Times. You know, like they're magazine. not. They're not so nice. Oh yeah, man, it's hilarious. Actually, I don't know. Yeah, I just like looking at it because it's like, wow, came a long way. As far as yeah, it's definitely in the structure, hundred percent. But it, but yeah. but, what's funny is now we're all gravitate towards those 
Lester Grinspoon strains and those weird like single calyx on calyx on calyx, and then you're like, oh, I can, oh, you get you get these crazy little fucking tastes because it's not once you get all compacted, and uh, gotcha. it changes in one way, and so it always came as brickweed usually. You know, what I mean, it was never flu- barely like fluffy would be like not completely plastered down to nothing and then they did the, they did the tie sticks and the tie sticks were like right that was like but that was that was before my time that was when i was like eight, eight maybe or something like that or seven so i never physically remember seeing any tie sticks it's kind of like more but i remember tie weed for sure yeah for sure <clears throat> But it wasn't, nothing was from Thailand. It was all from Laos. I said it last week anyway. So if it was chocolate Thai, it was probably Laotian weed. Very, because Thailand was more like the military bases and all the bullshit. And uh. Didn't really grow, like it grew better in the, it grows better in Vietnam and fucking Laos anyway. So that's, those are the spots. Gotcha. Those are the spots. Uh, Does sage have CBD in it? No, there's a sage cross oh. from CBD. I just saw that. That's actually with, um, with the uh, oh. CBD crew. So right. they did the cross. Okay, I, I remember that now. They okay. took my sage and they crossed it with. Yeah, I was like, it's um, what's his name? Shanti Baba. So Shanti Baba made the cross. Got it. Yeah, that's cool. I was like, yeah, yeah. I don't recall. Yes, sir. Um, I don't know, man. Where's Justin? Don't leave me hanging, bro. I told him around now. Anyway, I told him at. Uh, 6.30 his time, so maybe... No. Maybe <laughs> he can get it together with the car. Uh, let's see. Um, What's up? I don't know. Should we do the light thing, or do you want me to hit up uh, Well, let's see f- first if we got him. Uh, how's car? Um, oh, don't get all worried now. Don't get too worried. Who, me? Yeah, yeah you look nervous. You need a song and dance ready for any moments like this where I'm supposed to be texting. I'm in a cave. I don't quite have everything covered. You'd be like, hey, how about them Yankees or something? I don't know. <laughs> Come on now. You yeah. need a catchphrase. Where's your catchphrase? I ain't got nothing. I don't know. Uh, it was interesting looking up uh, the CBG stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, like... Uh, CBG could be the next lucrative cannabinoid. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, uh, well, and then people were talking about a cultivar that has... Hello there. Welcome to Adam Dunn Show. I'm the uh, song and dance is calling in. (laughs) <laughs> ah, song and dance, nice, perfect. There you go. That's what I need. Very nice. How's yeah. it going? Well, you know, you know, you said you said I heard uh, the need of a dance. It's like the the Batman symbol in the sky. Here I come. Perfect. What's up? What's going on, man? How you been? Uh, I've been I've been seedy. You know what I mean? I've been I've been a seedy bitch for a while. Well, and that's for bitch. sure. Getting uh, kicked off, getting kicked off everything in the world. You've been kicked off every single platform I've ever heard of. I don't think it's a platform yet. And, and probably like the next six platforms to come. I don't know why. They don't like me. Well, I, I know why. I've, I've, uh, I've, I've narrowed it down to, it's not a competition because eagles don't eat mosquitoes, but like other people don't have boxes to pack and so they get bored and so they think of ways to fuck me up. 
Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, let's try this. Let's try this. And so the latest uh, attempt at, at, at trying to fuck me up is somebody called them, called MasterCard mm-hmm. and did charge back. And MasterCard then called my Mexican bank and said that he was selling feminized seeds. Now, mind you, not feminized hemp, not feminized cannabis, just plain old feminized. And what's the problem with that? That's against the law. So... Well, uh, like, uh, we don't know. We gotta, we gotta investigate this. We gotta put a freeze on your account. We gotta put a freeze on your processing. We gotta hold all this money that we have of yours, because the, the brand, which is Mastercard, the, the brand may sue us. The brand may impose a fine. The brand can be really, you know, really bad. And I'm like, no. Let me break it down for you. Here's what a fucking feminized seed is. Like, it's not just the breakdown. It's, it's nothing wrong with it. They said it's feminized. Just let it go. So. We haven't had credit card processing up for like three weeks and we haven't gotten paid in about three weeks until they, until they further investigate the matter. And we're getting close Jesus. to it now. But I know, it's just like it's, it's a, I, I jump over one hurdle and it's like, fuck. Another one? Okay, come on. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. So yeah, so they're going to further investigate my the claim of feminized. I don't get that. Sales. I don't get that. I don't get that for... Uh, I don't get that for... Weird. Me neither. I, and I've yelled and I've, I've pounded the floor and I've cussed the Mexican and I told them I'd show up there tomorrow, but they don't give a fuck. They're just like, well, we have all your money. Show up if you want. Um, very strange. We have, to, we have to wait for the brand to get back to us. Strange, strange. So, oh, the the, the highs and the lows of the, the highs and lows of the seed after. game. Highs and lows of the seed game, my friend. That's it, you know. I was say, it, it's probably one, one of the best quotes I, that I can remember that was given to me was. DJ Short was, was at my booth at, at Hempfest, and somebody said, was like, uh, he was talking about his book that he had done with Ed, and, and he was like, man, you know, I, a couple of those books running around, and I was like, I, I, would, I, said, I would love to read that book. And he's like, Short was like, actually, I would want to read your book. <laughs> I said, what? He's like, I want to read what you're doing. Like, I would, I would actually love to read your book. And I was like, fuck, that's, I, I appreciate that, Mr. Short. I do appreciate that. But, uh, but yeah, highs and lows, ups and downs, keep rolling with the punches, you know what I mean? Sales keep, keep happening. We, we keep having drops. Today we had a, another a double drop. We had a new ethos drop with uh, seven new strains, eight new strains. We also had the new birthday cake drop from Canarado. Uh, mm-hmm. First time that's hit the, hit the mix. Uh, one cake, birthday cake crosses. So that's pretty crazy. Um, a lot of stuff going on those. Those sales are both pretty hot, so... Uh, at least, not, at least my website's up, so that's always a good thing. Nice, and it's uh, yeah, and it's everything's and, everything's. And on that, you know, I, I, I definitely. How's the forums? How are the forums going? How are the forums going? Because we were just talking earlier about how, how, um, uh, fucking D- DJ, how DJ Short, like this guy, how how fucking, uh, uh, waiting, uh did all that work for DJ Short and DJ Short won't fill the fucking paperwork in. So it's like, oh, there you go. That's some stoner shit right there. How are your forms going? Same thing? Which bunch of guys being lame? Uh, my forms are, are good. Well, let, let me ask you, how, how's your channel going? Terrible. What channel? Oh, well, see, you need to, you have a <laughs> channel on my form. And inside of your THP uh, channel, you have your own fact section. Uh, you have your own announcement section. Uh, you have your own That's what I'm talking about. But stoners cannot have section. that much time. There's no way you're getting breeders all to do that filling in. Who's filling it in? Did Riot uh, fill well, us in? Well, I've already gotten 15, <laughs> I'd say, on there. Uh, 
Rice in there. Thank God. Like, where can they quiet? It's some dude. Uh, who else is in there? Uh, uh, I feel like I'm disappointed. Uh, this like... signed up. Um, yeah. Swamp Boys is signed in. Oh, my God. Well, this, is like, this, is like, this is like going to school and finding out that I'm the only one that didn't do my homework, man. I, I just, this is my old feeling right here. Well, I'm like, what a bunch of fucking pussies. Well, you guys filled in papers? Ugh. Supposed to be getting high. Rolling around. Well, <laughs> why, are people, why are people going to come to my forum if they can't talk to you? Uh, well, they don't want to talk to me. I'm not. I'm fucking nobody. They don't want to talk to me. Know, they want to talk to the guys who did the shit. I need. To, I, but I can barely finish. So, I can barely do this show. Dude, this is rough. This whole. This is it. I know. <laughs> this, this is my is forum. Right. This is my forum. They want to talk to me. And, they can come here. Come talk to me. Talk to me. All right, well, so, <laughs> so, so, so my forms are going good. Uh, the, readers, <laughs> the readers are filling out their channels. Uh, oh, good. There's enough other stuff out there, but I could, right. use some more, I could use some more good input for some good breeders. Um, that some, put some good breeders? And, what does uh, that mean? Is that your disc? Not, not good breeders, but <laughs> some cooperation for some, 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 some nice breeders. So nice oh, to good, nice, nice to nice people. Oh, um, nice to everybody. Well, the, so, 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 the thing I, so the thing I see now is that Everybody can grow weed. So we're all happy. Yes, we can all grow weed. We can all seed go past. Yes, we can all grow seeds. But fuck, what I grew last year doesn't look like what I bought at the dispensary. Or what I'm growing currently, I still don't want to smoke. I want to go to the, 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 the dispensary. And so now we've kind of all gotten over the hype of, yay, we can fucking grow weed. But now we're into the, into the phase of, how the fuck do I grow weed? Like, how do I grow weed good? I don't grow <laughs> yeah, I can grow. That I how do I grow? Is that what you smoke. say? Who says that? How do I grow? Right? Retarded people. Also, I guess how, how do you have, how, because like I, when I first started growing, I was growing tomatoes in Idaho. You know what I mean? That's the kind of that's the kind of fucking that's the kind of outreach I had. And now with the forums, people who don't know how to grow but are, are but who want to and have the ability to are seeking out knowledge, and that knowledge is either Facebook and Instagram based, which is bullshit, mm-hmm. or uh, or and they can find the forums where they can talk to good readers, real people. Get good input, solid input, solid mm-hmm. feedback. Mm-hmm. Like to fill out forms. Knowledge. Like to fill out forms. Don't mention that. Like to fill out forms. Those guys, not Adam. Just say not Adam. It, it, yeah, yeah, Everybody but Adam. Everyone but Adam who didn't do his homework can sit in the corner. Put your head yep. in the corner and shame. So, so my forms are failing because Dunn won't sign up for my fucking thing. <laughs> Dunn will not fill in paperwork. He's the worst. Yep, that's pretty much there's it. No, there's no paperwork. We don't want to paper. We don't need a stinking papers. I need, I need an email address and a name, and that's it. That's not I'm going to make you a moderator of your own channel. See, all that sounds like work. Thing. That's moderating <laughs> is work. Work. That's like a whole, that's a job. Well, work is, that's how, that's how you get paid is by working. You can't just sit around all day. You got to do things. You work. Mm-hmm. And I make it even better for you. We have up to Oh, did you like, oh, well, speaking of which, you. speaking of which, did you like my idea? Or you weren't listening. I always like to do this. Which one? The one I just mentioned, like ten minutes before you came on, that I I, I begged you. I, I begged I, you from. Did you not listen? You weren't listening. I, okay, so basically, my idea is, that. you create a you create a card, right, that you give to all your breeders, and then when other people or any breeder internally and or other people, even ones that you don't sell use your uh, genetics then you get a little kickback and it comes onto your card so you don't ever have to like do anything you just look at your card and you're like bah, 10 grand look at that booyah and it's all the people who use bubble gum and all the people who use fucking heavy duty fruity or whatever from me and then from someone else boom, boom, boom. kickback card kickback card was then all the breeders would die to be in your thing because they're getting kickback cards and they're getting paid 
How good is that? So fifty. I got. I got. Top, I, I got. So what I can see is some of the, the top fifty banks already. The British are already dying to be on my bank. But as far as that concern goes, <laughs> you're like no kickbacks for, for yeah. nobody gets no kickbacks. No, I, no, no. <laughs> I've, already, I've, already, I've already figured this out. Okay. I've already figured this out Tell because me. there's my my standards are sure so tough. Like you've got to be you've got to be the guy who did the thing. Yeah. So now I've, I've boxed myself into a corner since 2010. Like I said, you know, if you didn't do it before 2010, then you were if you weren't in it before 2010, then you were just in it to make money because that's what people were doing before before 2010. There wasn't any money on TV back then, and so now I've boxed myself in the corner. I've got this 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 past eight years of people doing good things, good companies using other people's genetics mm-hmm. with or without their permission, but are still making good crosses. And so how do I how do I still stay true to uh, keeping the breeders at bay, keeping my, my core breeders like yourself or like Top Dog or Exotic happy, but yet still sell this other breeder's crosses where he clearly just used Exotic's Kimbo Kush out of a 10 pack. With the kickback card. You know I mean? like, that's that I'm saying. That's my invention. Kickback card. Exactly. <laughs> kickback card so right there. The Booyah. Fuck, he'd be paying through the nose so the for kick- site, Some guys would be like, Canarado would be selling kickbacking all day long. All these people that use a lot of people's stuff would be like, oh, yeah, I forgot about the kickback. Fine. Bing, ding, 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 So on the new site. Like a lot of kickbacks. On my new website, when I open it up, the new website's going to be called Legendary Genetics. Legendary Seeds. Legendary Seed Bank. One of those. And we're going to elevate 10 brands that I feel are, have been solid, have been, of course, one of them, Serious Seeds is, of course, one of them. They've been tried and true and stable in the business and have been there for since for, for a very, very long time and are doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. And Seeds here now will then carry these other breeders from the past 10 years, mm-hmm. the past eight years, and then they will receive a, the, whoever you use the mail of, the mail is, is a dominant property. And so if you use somebody else's mail, Twenty percent of that sale goes to that person, to that original breeder of that male. Mm. I want more. So it's a forty forty. I want more. Split. I want more. I want sixty four. No, I'm just kidding. You get twenty percent. So, so like I'm so when, this is all. Dude, this I was is talking like fifty cents. I said like fifty so cents a pack. I was trying to be nice. I was like fifty cents a pack. Cheap, cheapy, cheapy. <laughs> no, I'm just going to give you. I think twenty percent is fair. Twenty percent of sales. So now, now if I'm you going. You somebody else's stuff. I feel like I'm losing money now. <laughs> now 20% I'm, is more than 50 cents a pack, buddy. All right. all right. 20% is more than 50 cents a pack. I know. That's good. But it's also like... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, I see fights going down. See, 50 cents a pack, no one's fighting over that. They're just like, cool. Right. <laughs> not, not, mine's all like... When you start going 20%, there's going to be all fucking up in your... Uh, it's cause wars. Too much. It's too much. I'd rather pay fifty cents a pack. But I think that's, I'm just saying. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, all day long. Ding dings, little ones. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Not because once it gets into any real money, I'm gonna kick that card. The original breeder of the mail. Twenty percent. Holy fuck. I'm just doing mails all day long. That's all I'm just spitting mail. I'm spitting mails. You want it? Got it. Yeah. If you if somebody <laughs> uses it, then they need get twenty percent of that sale. No. I would say, I would say, don't go so big. Don't go so big. The problem is, once some real money's involved, it gets well, ugly as fast. Like everyone starts chiseling and weird and you know, just a little bit. Nobody cares. 
all of a sudden you got ten grand. You're like, yeah, this is great. Ten grand from nothing, and the other twenty percent is not twenty percent is not a ton. I mean, I make it less. Maybe I'll figure it out. But I, I have lot. to make it substantial enough for the original breeder so he doesn't get pissed off at me. Yeah. Like I don't need JJ coming at me and saying, "Hey, this dude's using Stardog. What the fuck?" Yeah. But if I say JJ, he's using Stardog. Yes, and I'm selling it. Yes, but here's your check for twenty percent of it. He'd be like, "Oh, well, yeah. thank you." I'll take but it. I'll take that, it. I've never seen it. I've never seen one percent. So I'll take it twenty. But I'm just saying. I'm thinking like. Exactly. Low ball in it, like yeah, a little dingy dingy ding, click click. So um, anyway, I think uh, Justin had his car. Oh, sorry, been at work. What? KTI. Get get in touch with KTI. Find out what's going on. He's sorry, working. So what were you planning on having Justin on for? Um, he want. I was talking to him about tissue culture for another friend of mine today, and then we were talking about Philo stuff, and he said that he had some. He wanted to, like, get to t- tell people a little bit, like, you know, things that were good and things that were bad, which we all kind of know. And I told him we we do know that. But at the same time, he had some a few interesting factoids. Plus, he wanted to talk about what he's doing because now people don't know what to do and think it's all bad. You can't, like, think it's all bad. It's got to be – there's still good groups doing good things out there. You just got to be clear from the beginning, you know. So that's all. Clear from the beginning. Oh, and that's what you know. What now? That, um, now that I think about it, which, LeBlanc, which LeBlanc forgot to talk about that. He talked about everything, but, but he talked about everything but, but what we talked about before the show, which was having Mowgli. Yeah, the Thomas British race. No, we talked about that, but about having uh, the tape. Actually, I have a copy of it. I have a SoundCloud copy of the conversation on the podcast that he had, like a year earlier with uh, oh with Nishan Nishan exactly Nishan, Nishan at, the, at the end of Jerry's podcast Nishan says we will never we will not get into breeding yeah exactly Jerry asks him flat out and he says we will never be into breeding Pilot says that yeah yes, and it's on, on Jerry's podcast it's out there and it's like whoopsies yeah right <laughs> you know. exactly you exactly. know you know, you know and of course I can't find it but um, in general so coming uh, up uh, by the way coming up next week. I've also I've got coming up uh, Pacific Northwest Roots drop next week. I've got Ivory Genetics working with Jeff now drop next week. And I've got Archives new drop coming next week. So just FYI. Nice, nice, nice. And we also have... And, uh, yeah. and as, as soon as as soon as, as soon as Seeds get some packaging, I'll have the Seeds again. Oh, shit. Well, okay, well, maybe Seeds work on packaging. that. I guess some Chinese guys yeah. going, worky, 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 worky. Okay, yes. While we're on that subject, what? somebody's asked me, and I don't have the answer, but what's that? How how did MK Ultra come about? We just had this on the last show. I just did the whole description of the last show. You're like Mister Always Late okay, to the so You're always late. Like, you're always late, and I did that. I I did it specifically for WC Root. What was it? Base, basement Grower underscore Basement Grower. Okay. Right or WV WV, okay. and he became my friend after. So it's all good. We're all good. Follow the show. Listen, just like okay. the sh- okay r- word of the week. Do you even know what that is? You don't know what the word of the week is. You can't win a light. I can't make you win a light, can I? Oh yeah. Oh, he's okay. So Justin can call in now. Let's, snarf, snarf, snarf. He's ready. He can call in now. So let's do it. Yeah, sure. Let's get him to call in. We'll keep Bring it short. We'll, we'll keep he it short. Annoyed. You can stay on if you want. Watch. You can stay on. Watch. No, you can stay on. It's uh, your buddy. Your buddy. Say hi. 
How's that? Easy, easy now. Easy now. You can say hi. It's allowed. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, in case you doesn't call in, I'm the backup. I see what you're doing. I'm the backup. All right. Um, I do, though, I'm going to text uh, Mephisto real quick. Mephisto had some, also some shit on files that they can after with. So. Well, we have Justin on the line now, right? Yep. Hey, how's it going? Oh my God! Do I get your homework? Hey, See, I was just going? talking about not having my homework, and then you got your car broken down, and I was like, "Man, I feel like I'm in high school. We're all making up excuses. We got, we got five excuses." <laughs> Do I get my homework as I was breaking down in my car, and then I fucking did something else. No, but hopefully it's not. Is it something repairable, or is it just something stupid? Uh, I don't. Know. I don't know. Yeah. One of these, one of these, you know, newer, newer cars. You can't do Beamer nothing. And, I know you can't yeah. do nothing with that. You open, I, I saw the picture. I was like, you're, you're not doing nothing. You're just looking at that, going, well, that's fucked up because <laughs> there's no way. Yeah. There's no way. Uh, I started was tinkering with it. That what happened? Oh, I started tinkering with it and I gave up. Oh yeah, no, don't stop stop the tinkering. Uh, so welcome to the show. Um, last little little last minute call. I was actually talking to you this morning uh, or this afternoon about uh, totally other things because I had some friends calling me with big dreams and big aspirations, which I'm trying to like always just squash immediately. When once I say the tissue culture, my brain just goes into like a uh oh, I better figure out how to not get this guy to do what he thinks he's going to do because he's probably going to fuck it all up. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? So, and, 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 and yeah. you know, leave it to the experts because I think we, we, we had you on the show before and we did come to that conclusion that there's a lot to be learned and it's not a, it's not an easy, easy job testing and what you guys do. So to, rev- to recap all that, just kind of give our listeners a little rundown of what your group's doing, what you like, what your what you guys do, um, and then we can discuss a few other little things after. Okay, so more or less, it's uh, establishing a clean a clean plant program to begin with. That way, we can then store permanently store uh, genetics mm-hmm. and create a genetic bank, knowing that the future of breeding and cannabis and, you know, this whole uh, farm uh, idea, the way it's kind of coming to with hemp, um, you know, we, we got it. We have clean plants. Mm-hmm. So I had to establish, you know, I had to start a lab and establish really good protocols, testing, things like that, and uh, gel recipes that uh, didn't mess with the plants too much uh, and uh, kept them, you know, uh, epigenetically speaking as close to what they were going into culture because um, mm-hmm. some you know using hormones you can you know kind of mess with the plants a little bit uh, sure. and um, so we've developed that uh, clean plant program we have really good SOPs uh, I even just today was talking to my um, virologist and uh, we you know several plants tested positive for uh, hop latent steroids yeah, that, that's something. So that's, I, that's something that's that's definitely needs to be tests available for that for a lot of people because everyone's been hanging on to clones for so long that I think we're a lot of I think a lot of things are infected <laughs> a lot more than we think, you know? Because uh, oh yeah, most certainly. And there's a lot of vectors for viroids and viruses and fungi and bacteria. Mm-hmm. You know, and the fungus gnats, obviously living true to their name, can easily transfer bacteria and fungi. 
Uh, I find most of the time that what's wrong with plants are fungi. Um, Fusarium oxysporum is a big one. A lot of people have that. You can cut a plant open. Uh, you can see rot inside of the system, the uh, vascular mm-hmm. tissue. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that one, uh, I can clean that up pretty quick and easy. But with the viroids, it's real expensive. So mm-hmm. that's where I say that's going to be the part that's going to limit a lot of people is finding a place that can test for it uh, and then being able to successfully clean the plant of that viroid. That's it's tough. It's not easy. Yeah. So you got to be really, really aseptic and, you know, your SOPs have to be solid. So, yes. but we're able to do that now. So I've been working on um, just intaking new genetics, testing them, clearing them or cleaning them, and then uh, banking them. Uh-huh. And have you, well, I've, so, so I guess since we chatted, I mean, I know, but obviously it's like everybody's so like hypersensitive to the subject now. Uh, what is your, what is, what are you doing with your, with your banked material and, and is it all privately uh, held or how's it, how's it work like that? Or are you? So I have, I mean, I'm kind of a flexible person and I'd like to provide whatever platform that I can for myself, but also others, people that I you know like in the community want to continue to work with. Mm-hmm. So I've kind of gone down the biotech path and essentially started a biotech company where we're going to use all the tools of science to help us in any way we can, uh, sequencing being one of them to get more genetic identification and information. Um, the main thing that I like that for is uh, actually cut fishing so that uh, people won't get cut fished anymore. You've you got a cultivator that gets a bunch of cuts that are mislabeled. You know, all that's going to go mm-hmm. out the window. Uh, so now cuts will be verified genetically and we'll have an ID system that goes with the cuts that says, hey, this is this exact cut and this pheno. Um, so it'll solve that. Uh, and then we can start, we're going to start getting into, you know, the marker assisted breeding thing, but we're not going to use our, you know, we're not going to use the stock that we have in the lab specifically for that. I want to bring that platform to people I'd like to work with current breeders mm-hmm. um, and kind of create a working relationship where they have the controlling interest. They own the data, they own the genetic, all of it. Uh, so that there's no funny business like we've seen from recent events. Mm-hmm. Um, and and when you when well, as far as like because I mean I feel like the most people are, are kind of thinking it's a little easier than it is and it's it's one of those feel, things where what do you do for like when you have problems with uh, you know things just not work not not working the way that they thought they were or taking longer than they thought to actually get to where they because I mean it takes a few months right it's not like an overnight it's definitely not a, as quick as as a regular clone. Uh, no, it's definitely not as quick, but it's not as quick because you're starting with a lot less material. Mm -hmm. And the point of that is, I mean, the term micropropagation is really emphasizes that it's, Mm -hmm. you're propagating on a micro level. So you're trying to harvest the newest cells that you can and create a plant as quick as you can from the smallest, most efficient space you can and keep them clean. So with micropropagation, the clones some people push them hard and they come out kind of limp and flimsy um i've been doing my best to develop SOPs where we get a really good solid hardened off 
tissue culture clones. Mm-hmm. And I would like to grow them to a point where they look just like a traditional clone. clone. And they're verified clean, and we're mm-hmm. actually going to provide paperwork that, that clears them of, you know, fusarium, cannabis, uh, cryptic virus, mm-hmm. uh, hoplate, and a, you know, a plethora of other uh, pathogens that are out there. So we're getting a guarantee with our clones. Yeah, and I think the cloning game in general is probably where most, it's kind of where I learned quickly that it can go south. It's just like dealing with cattle or dealing with animals or dealing with any kind of large amount of anything. You start to get into the situation where if you do get a virus, it's kind of wipes out everything or a lot of things, you know, especially when it comes to clones. Um, Because in Holland, I'd see tons of weird issues. And it was a lot of because of also underwater too you know we were not never like it was always wet and weird and and funky and no matter how controlled environment you thought you had still had something you know and so it was very hard to maintain sterility or anything there (laughs) like in a lot of places it was almost impossible you know so uh but yeah i mean yeah go ahead i i've visited a lot of facilities and and the and the conversation you starts with Hey, I got this plant. Something's wrong with it. Can you fix it? And then I kind of let them know this is what's wrong with it, uh, and this is usually what causes it. Uh, and I can do a facility visit and do an assessment, evaluation of your facility, and kind of help you along. And typically, I go into facilities, and it's just people are not following good. They don't have either developed protocols, mm-hmm. or they're not. You know, they're just not following. Their employees aren't following. And I. I suspiciously watch, you know, cutting especially. So mechanical transmission mm-hmm. is, I think, the you know the highest. Uh, yeah, people not cleaning the, in between the largest cause in between plants and things like that. That's classic. Yeah, know. yeah. I I use bleach on my scissors, a little bleach mix, and I don't touch a new plant without sterilizing my um, yeah tools between you know between so. Uh, I, that's the number one thing I see a lot of people doing. And then also overwatering is another big one. I see a lot of people overwater. They either have soil or they have a heavy cocoa mix hmm. and they overwater. And the problem with that is you lose a lot of oxygen in the root zone and anything anaerobic loves that kind of situation. So it flourishes Yeah. and you're good. You know, the, the microbes that you do want, uh, can't survive because there's no oxygen. Sure. So the dominance effect happens in the population of bad pathogen microbe, you know, microbial count in the root zone skyrockets. And then that, you know, some of them uh, can actually become systemic because fusarium is a big one and then takes one, two fungus naps to just pick up the spore of that and take it over to the next pot, the next yeah. pot, and the next pot. Yeah, and you, and you, a big problem. Yeah, and you create a nice environment for them and they're... They're loving it, you know. Oh yeah, that, that's what it—that is their environment. A nice little wet and mushy, you know, wet and mushy, so they can pick up their swags. So, now it is—it's—it's amazing how uh, uh, like people don't get it sometimes, especially when because because with cocoa and with rock wool and with all those things, you know, it's it's a lot easier with uh, lettuce and plants that don't have such a high. Uh, vascular sort of system, but when you've got cannabis, like you see, you see tomatoes and stuff do pretty pretty good on those systems. But at the same time, you know, there's like uh, so much of a different style of growing in the long run because you they're growing huge plants, you know, that are that are you know four times the size of a cannabis plant. 
on the same sort of rock. Well, we're growing a malt. You know, we're 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 not we're not utilizing a lot of that stuff, especially when people grow hydro. Everyone just grows small and squat, and you know, most of the time. I mean, now nowadays people have actually decided to step their game up and stretch them out properly because of the fact that they've got professional you know situations to do that. But back in the day, yeah, and I think. Re- I think resources is a big one too, right? Like uh, with the the big ag movement, um, a lot of these farmers they there's no uh, it's not taboo to grow what they're growing. It's normal. It's, a, it's our food crop, and so they have all kinds of resources. They all work together. They don't hate each other. Mm-hmm. All the you know breeders and all the farmers get along. They they help each other. Uh, so I think that hurts cannabis right now because it's you know it's a big competition uh, and the. Uh, one day, I think we'll all get along, I hope. But um, that helps them. And they've run into so many problems, and they have so many people working on the same problems and all those tools that they've developed the protocols, and they, they're strict about them. So it makes so, it a little so, bit easier to, so with the, to scale it. With, with the latent hemp uh, toid virus, well, who, where was that discovered first kind of in the cannabis world as far as, like, because I heard Kevin Jodry talk about it recently, and... I saw the article about dudding, and I was like, oh, that sounds really interesting. And then I talked to to Mojave out, and, and he's, like, already dealt with it. <laughs> it's like a year ago, you know, oh, dude, I already dealt with that shit. Um, when when did that sort of jump on the scene? Because I, I actually hadn't really been familiar with it myself until about a year ago. It's, it's become a hot, to- a hot topic, uh, yeah. I'd say, in the past year, year and a half. Uh, considering everybody's trying to do a tissue culture lab and develop a clean plant program. Because before it was mosaic virus. Everybody thought they had that. I've got it. You know, you're like, no, you don't. You're just a bad, bad grower, basically, half the time. You know, it was like it was never, yeah. 90% of the time, it was not fucking tobacco mosaic virus. It was just not. You know, you're like, I, I try not to say bad grower. I just try to say green or, uh, you know, just, uh, less informed, you know, because the whole resource thing, it's like we, we, have, we had to go to you know, a store, a hydro store, and this guy tried to tell you this, and, you know, so it's kind of like I, 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 I look at it from that perspective, and it helps me, cause I don't get frustrated, I say, hey, this mm-hmm. is what's going on, and I can tell you more times than not, I've had plants come in where people think that they have something, and they, uh, they don't, it's usually some sort of nutrient issue, or root zone issue, because, mm-hmm. I mean, I pour basically a empty water, uh, either double distilled or a RO water with a TDS filter in it to where there's practically no minerals in the water. And yeah. I, you know, flush it as much as, and then in, in maybe one, two weeks, boom, plant looks happy, starts growing real fast. And, and I do at least tissue analysis between them. And I show the person, I'm like, Hey, you're really high in potassium or manganese. You're locking out your iron, mm-hmm. things like that. And so, sure. And it's always like a cas- it's always like a cascade effect in those situations too, because it's one of those like not understanding that you're you're creating lockout from the next th- all the way down the chain. You know things are not going to work. You know, so it's sort of like yeah, pulls it pulls it in one direction, and people don't get it, and then and people chase the problem that they think they see, but it's it's usually not. You know, <laughs> it's usually the counter counter up. You know, yeah, so yeah. And, and I remember there was a time where people said, oh, it looks like TMV, and, and then there was this argument, oh, cannabis can't get TMV. And well, it's it kind of like, why, it, it can. like it why, can. Why, can't, why couldn't it, right? Yeah. So the, one of the pathologists I work with uh, identified for um, one of the more known, uh, I should say more, more known names, mm-hmm. uh, had 
tested positive for DMV. <laughs> and so when people told me that, I'm like, hey, I will send you the report. I will show you an image of DMV in cannabis. Right. And, uh, and that was a bigger one, I think. But the viroid issue, the dudding, it, it really started to become prevalent. You know, I think people were becoming aware of some sort of, you know, quote unquote, dudding issue in the last couple of years mm-hmm. in the community, mm-hmm. at least talked about. But I've found papers as far back as 2000, I think, 11, um, that identify a cannabis cryptic virus and, you know, uh, hop, uh, hop stunt. I can't remember the exact uh, paper that I'm trying to cite. But, yeah, back in 2011, somebody had already worked on it. Um, that's as far back as I know of uh-huh. um, that I've heard of you know, people talking about it. But sure. I well, know Dark Heart. Yeah, exactly. identified they they did some some in-house testing and there's kind of a way you can actually search for any RNA uh, in a sample uh-huh. and base it's expensive and it takes time but you can uh, you can sequence all the RNA and there's libraries out there of um, different viruses viroids pathogens things like that and so you separate it all kind of like uh, going through a library and right. just identifying every single present Hmm. Um, organism right Uh, and that's uh, you know that's something that's being done now uh, in a library so I'm trying to help build a library amongst a a close circle of uh, scientists that I work with a library of all identified viruses and viroids and pathogens and cannabis and then next to that uh, all vectors of each of those you know, like root aphids can transfer a, a large amount of different viruses and viroids. Mm-hmm. Um, I think thrips can transfer a couple of them. Um, and so I'm going to eventually kind of publish this, I think. Uh, yeah, I think, I think that's one of the most life. scary images ever. It was the, the like, I forget. It was like a, a, a root aphid flying with some some spider mites hanging on his leg or something. I don't know, something nasty. Oh, the, just... russet, the fly with the russet mite Oh, picture, the russet, yeah. Well, that was scary, though. I was just like, oh. Yeah. Like, that shit, that's a, that's a, yeah. that's like a horror, that's like a, a horror movie for a stoner, you know. It's like, oh, my God, <laughs> right? look at that. Yeah, that thing riding on the back and just flying from plant to plant. And you know it happens, and, and you're already worried about one, and then you forget about the others, and then, yeah, you want, it's, oh, yeah. It's, it's crazy. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. But I've, I've, yeah, and I've been trying to develop also um, really good SOPs for growth if they do encounter these problems. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I, I'm pretty close at beating most of these things pretty easily at a lot of these grows that I visit. Um, yeah. And what about and, people, uh, like, you, 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 know, you have any, like, PM issues that you can think of besides uh, the ones we already know? Is there anything, like, that you can tell us about, or is it all secret? SOPs? I mean, I really like – so if the rooms – so my favorite is micronized sulfur for pouting mildew. But the problem is, uh, especially for extracts, you can't really use it um, past week one or two. It's not a good idea to use it. And it can actually leave some taste in the plant, uh-huh. uh, and especially the extract. So another kind of therapy, and, and these are really Band-Aids. That's, nothing kills it uh, completely uh, because the spores obviously is sporulate, and then they fly around the room. So you're going to kind of keep battling it when they germinate. But uh, citric acid, so Prasidic 2, uh, and it's kind of expensive, but it's just citric acid basically with a wetting agent, mm-hmm. and that one works really well. And they, they, they've sprayed it all the way up to, you know, the vent test where they sprayed it all the way up to 
um, week eight and seemed to knock seems to knock it back pretty hard, powdery mildew. And uh, there's also this misconception too that powdery mildew's systemic. So it's interesting to hear people say that. And I ask them, oh well, can you can you prove it? Show me how it's systemic. I'd love to you know keep my mind open, but I don't you know just how it works. It doesn't so. But I also have a, a irrigation guy that I work with who's created a patented uh, water treatment plant that is able to deliver really high uh, dissolved oxygen in the root zone. Mm-hmm. So high that we can actually get the plants to thrive at 30 to 35% humidity. So that's a real good preventative measure for any powdery mildew spores uh, germinating. In uh-huh. the so it's one thing we're working on doing too. Huh. But, yeah. yeah. That's interesting. So that's like a hydro, that's like a hydro at the root zone though, like a super high, I would assume. Uh, it's a, yeah, I mean, well, it's water treatment. So it's whatever system and, and you just recirculate your water and it's a way to uh-huh. uh, reclimate and things like that. So gotcha. sterilizes it, even sterilizes the water. So say you have some sort of uh, virus or viroid, mm-hmm. uh, they're starting to actually be able to show that this water can destroy the viruses or viroids, but then actually possibly create a, um, almost like a vaccine kind of effect on uh, the plants. And and what does it do on the on the cellular level as far as like um, the beneficials that you might have in your zone? Because that's always like are you you're not killing beneficials. Are you? Uh, well, you you can can actually control it. So uh, you don't want a micro population that's too high, uh, and uh-huh. I might get some organic that to uh, yell at me or disagree with me, but. Uh, you can act, at least I we don't we don't like seeing it too high. So you can control that, uh, and you can um, also uh, make it flourish with oxygen. Uh, the dissolved oxygen creating a highly oxygenated environment. Mm-hmm. You're going to get a lot of uh, activity from your aerobic microbes, and they obviously interact well with the root zone yeah. and help the plants uptake the nutrients, so minerals. Okay, got you. Um, so. You were also telling me a little bit before, like that you were kind of working on. Because it's funny, we had we had a couple different people with a couple of different ideas today. So it's like, yeah, just throw it in the mix. But uh, you uh, you have uh, a sort of idea too of maybe how to work with breeders a little bit maybe in the future, but not not so much uh, not not so much in the sense of like uh, how how Pilots was running their 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 ship basically. Well, I've been trying to, so considering, you know, again, the recent situation that uh, has uh, exposed itself, uh, transparency and trust has been broken. uh, And I think that's what the big deal is, Mm -hmm. right? And, uh, you know, you you can go in the store and buy flour and you can sequence that flour. So, you know, the whole uh, genomic database, uh, I don't know, yeah, everybody's debating uh, what what should be public, what should be private. So instead, what I'm trying to help build with some of my strategic partners and some breeders that uh, I work with mm-hmm. uh, is a, a a platform for them to continue to do their work and a way to utilize any sort of scientific approach they'd like within that, but retain full control of everything. And, and maintain the data themselves and, and a way to say, hey, 
you know, this is the, this is as close as we can get to protecting what you have and, uh, giving you a platform where nobody's going to kind of, you know, either undermine or steal, uh, well, I don't want to say steal, but utilize maybe more than their thing for their own benefit in another company uh, or something else that they're doing, you know, like we're not going to go off and start breeding plants of other people and sequencing and doing all that. We're not going to do that. Uh, I'm not really interested in doing that. I just want to help whoever do whatever they want and, and protect them because I myself have been a cannabis grower for a long time and I've been in the cannabis industry for 20 plus years. And I had to, unfortunately put on a suit and start rubbing elbows with the the science community and kind of go into some of these larger corporations and really figure out what they're up to and what they're doing to see what we need to protect and what, you know, we need to be careful of. And so through that experience, I, I kind of want to share my experience with everybody and help educate them on what we do need to be careful of. Mm-hmm. So this platform will, will hopefully be able to kind of provide that, environment for everybody to flourish and be protected and continue to bring an income in and adapt with the way that cannabis is being legalized, which, you know, I have my thoughts on that, but it is what it is, right? 100%, 100%. And so have you started on this at all, or are you sort of, this is just like down the road kind of stuff? Yeah, so, I mean, what we're doing now is, again, doing the, building a library, building our own library, stuff that we already have um, that we just want to grow. So I have a cultivation, manufacturing, distro license, nursery license, uh, and I have an option for a retail license in my hometown in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. And so I'm building my library for what I want to grow and the, the breeders that I'd like to work with that I want to grow stuff from. And then work on stuff together, or whether it's just throwing some pollen around and crossing some things or homogenizing some things and really kind of going down that path of creating a, you know, maybe a, a seed with them and just giving them a place to do it where they feel protected. Uh, and the establishment of the clean plants is most important. So that's going really well. I've uh, done uh, hundreds of strains now of Maristem cultured a lot of them. And I have propagating a good amount of them and building my private library right now and then building the library of some of the people I work with. And we're working on long-term storage so we can do um, a decent way of storing now and then working on cryopreservation is something that I haven't seen anybody do or at least show uh, a lot of success with. Um, But we're working on that still. Uh, and so long term, I think we'll we'll be able to execute that. And the, my strategic partners in Berkeley are the ones working on that. Um, my buddy Joe, uh, I think uh, Joe's on the show with me. Out in, we're out in Colorado, employee, and uh, he's the one doing the viroid test and uh, has developed that. And we we got that down pretty good. And so now, uh, once the library is kind of built and we're propagating plants. Uh, we've been doing some sequencing and we're looking, we're trying to look at, so another friend of mine, Chris, uh, is, uh, he owns a company and he is doing the sequencing work 
And speaking of the sequencing, by the way, something, okay, so I had to learn this, how uh, the traditional uh, business is done in, in regular ag. And there is almost like there are companies, small companies, that actually send their samples off to a much larger company that sequences a lot of stuff for different people. Um, kind of like going to the dry cleaners, right? You drop your stuff off at the little retail spot and you look and you see all these clothes and you, and you really see them steam cleaning and they all, all get sent off. So same thing with sequencing is there's a lot of people that send your sample out and they provide the front end of the business. But the scary part, the part you got to be careful of is the data agreement between the person sending it off to the big company so you got to look at the data agreement from the big company. And so this is something we've actually skipped and avoided because I don't really want any samples sent in to another company. I wanted it all done in-house to protect it as much as possible so that our data agreement was very transparent. And um, that's one thing I, I people need to check out. So if they're going to have anybody sequence uh, their uh, cultivars, they need to ask, okay, are they sequencing it in-house with their own machines? And if so, make sure they look at the data agreement between them. And if they're sending it out, make sure that this person tells you if they're sending it out or not to a, a, a larger, because these, you know, some of these newer advanced uh, sequencers can be upwards of a million bucks. Uh, so that's why, because the equipment cost is real expensive on that. And if they do send it out, ask to see the data agreement from the company they're sending it to. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, so that's one way. Yeah, because you, you have the right should. to know, you have the right to know who did your testing, obviously, right? Like for real. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And with cannabis, uh, you know, like people are being weird about it. It's, it's kind of a, uh, and now hemp being able to uh, have uh, proprietary genetics and hemp. I don't know if you saw that recent release. USDA, did you, did you see that? Mm, no, did not. Okay, yeah, they're, so they're they're going to start accepting plants, um, so you can build like a proprietary kind of a plant breeding uh, program. Oh, great! Uh, for hemp. <laughs> yeah, have... so you know, check that out. I'll send hmm. you some information on that Interesting. It, and it, how nice. they're going to structure it. Nice. Um, yeah. So. Uh, you're in Sacramento now. Do you do you have any plans on expanding your company further, or kind of training people and doing versions of, or is it kind of one one stop shop? Um, I I I've been the way I've been looking at at least a lot of the things I'm doing is I I want to help as many people as I can, mm -hmm. but the amount of time it would take to train other people to go out and help others, uh, you know, it just doesn't seem feasible. Sure. It's so pretty, it's all special. I've stuff. been looking. What I've been looking at doing is is just having mm, partnerships uh, with different people and and kind of I guess creating a licensing agreement for some of the stuff, you know, like uh, storage and things like that. Because I got some breeders that they don't want anybody but themselves and maybe a couple of close friends touching their stuff. They don't want anybody knowing where their lab is. And so I've, you know, I've worked remotely with them and, and Skyped and said, okay, this would, you know, kind of helped train them. And that way they, you know, cause they're really worried about their genetics getting out mm -hmm. to the point they don't trust anybody. So I've done that, um, and helped them, some of those guys with that. Uh, 
but I really, I think over time there will be someone that comes in and just can teach you all this stuff and, and handle it at a larger scale. Mm-hmm. But the cost to entry is what's usually the, the barrier for most people. Um, the cost benefit ratio. So to store your genetics, to, to develop this is, is pretty expensive and to buy all the equipment gets pretty expensive and train people. And, and unless you're a nursery and you're doling out clones, uh, you know, it, it's almost easier to just pay uh, preservation, uh, someone to you know, mm-hmm. preserve everything for you, clean it for you. So, I, you know, and I've been expanding. I got uh, some more employees coming in now. And is there any kind of backup insurance policy type things? And what happens if you have like a power outage or something like that? Is it, does that affect it? So, yeah, there's so uh, I've been uh, actually I've got a couple places where I store things. So once I get them banked, once they're clean and I and I'm satisfied with the amount of them, then I separate them at different facilities. Okay. So I've been banking them at different facilities on purpose and I have a sister lab mm-hmm. uh, down in LA that I utilize and everything's actually locked up. So I, I'm the only one with the key nice. and uh, you know, I have a, you know, if I die or something happens, then, you know, I have it <laughs> then you're all set fucked. Up to then you're all fucked. Yeah, yeah. Big old <laughs> jumbled mess can come to the grave and yeah. yell. No, no, that's fine. Um, yeah. It's, I mean, it is one of those things where it's going to become uh it's it's funny how people their language you know we were saying earlier how people's you know you can tell who's new in the game because they use all the lingo and they know it all whereas it's, it might not be correct or maybe overused or whatever but at the same time it's just like it's all that, exactly that it's just like catchphrases and lingo and shit but when it comes to like because tissue culture has always been that to me it's always been the like Oh, dude, just going like, ah, shut the fuck up. You, you don't you obviously don't know nothing because you wouldn't even ask. That's like the first thing people ask when they know nothing. But at the same time, it's turning into a situation where it's going to be standard for anybody who's taken, you know, taken trying to take it to that corporate level. So you kind of get you forced in that world no matter what you do. Like you're you're kind of fucked, you know. As far as you're, it's not like you're never going to be in corporate. You'll have to be if you want to survive in the new corporate cannabis world you know which is an anti-statement in my world but still happening <laughs> in front of our eyes you know oh yeah i mean I, i've tried to express to people there's a really limited amount of time to develop a lot of the stuff because the second uh, it goes federally legal it's going to change a lot and the big boys are going to get involved and right now they have too much money and too many things they're involved in and relationships to stop them but once uh once it's federally legal that's i mean you better have yeah you know, kind of musical chairs figured out what you're going to do and how you're going to have long-term income if you want to yeah continue your uh what's already you know, happened it's already happened in in all the states that went wreck you know what i mean people saw that like the writing was on the wall as far as like if you weren't really organized and had your shit together you weren't gonna it wasn't gonna happen you know because the, the the entry level became too high and the quality maybe not have been, because you could it's it's it should just be that the quality of your cannabis speaks for itself and that's it that's the way it should be of course but having said that you can't compete when somebody's you know a third of the price across the street and people are that that's just the way they are so you have to figure out a middle ground which is very hard it's like one of the it's watching people try to do it is 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 pretty disheartening because you're like really like uh you, you, I was like, you're really gonna have 
uh, think you're going to make money after the first, like they, they, you saw their numbers and they were like, yeah, 3000 a pound. And you're like, nope, <laughs> you know, that's over. Those days are over. You know, and you just see how it keeps going. Oh yeah. And, and now people, are I mean, fig- not people are now figuring it out, you know? Yeah. Well, it is, there is this kind of niche market right now in California. A lot of my friends that have somehow made it through the gauntlet and got their license and they're, um, you know, getting their stuff out there. They're, they're getting, there's, there's, they're still nabbing a pretty high price point. One of my old partners, I think, is still getting thirty-three to thirty-five hundred a pound, but they're not growing on massive scale. They're still growing at a smaller scale and making sure that quality's up there. And and I think uh, part of the problem is being uh, more of a connoisseur and and knowing what to look for and taste, flavor, things like that. Uh, it's hard to get a real idea of what people buy unless you own a shop in L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, and trying to uh, really see what the demand's going to be, yeah, um, and and figure out because you know, everybody I know for the most part all say they grow the best flower, and everybody like a lot of people say I'll I'll never you'll never catch me saying that I just say hey this is this I compare my runs to my last runs and that's mm-hmm. it yeah say, oh, this is one of the best crops I've pulled right. you know from from my comparing it to everything else I have but. Everybody's got different flavors, you know, tastes, and and so I, you know, I try not to look at it that way. But there is a lot of uh, quality issues from all the, the, the legal cannabis that I see, at least in stores. And there's not a lot of really, really good, high quality, uh, quote unquote, craft is kind of the word that's now being thrown around a lot. Yeah. Um, cannabis, and I think if you can, if you can really keep your quality up. You don't go too big, and you're very efficient within your grow. I, th- I think it can be done, but you got to find the right investor. You got to find people that trust you, believe in you, and yeah. you know. So it's uh, it's it's rough. But, and and, uh, um, and never and forget, the, and the never forget, market. location, location, location. So you never know where you are. You know, right? so, sometimes you're in a spot where right? you're just yeah. born to lose. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I don't get some of these guys out here. They want to grow in LA, and I'm just like, why? You're going to pay. How much for a building per square foot just to buy it or lease it? Then you're going to pay what taxes? And it's like, I'm going to look for the cheapest square footage I can mm-hmm. with the lowest entry cost uh, on taxes and uh, permitting and things like that. And sure. then I'm going to pay people in this small, tiny little spot in the middle of nowhere. I'm going to pay them a lot more than, you know, most people would or could. Uh that, because I'm saving all that money on everything else, so that's kind of like right. what I'm what I'm looking at doing yeah. eventually, and that's like how I hope to differentiate myself and keep you know some sort of market share so that I can continue to do what I'm doing. And then clones is a big one right now. Clones are it's crazy. Nobody can get clean clones. Yeah, so I get more, I get so many people that call me, and I'm like, sorry, I'm I'm just I'm so focused on developing my library right now and doing work that people already hired me for. I just don't I don't have the time to give you clones and, and work on it, I, you know, but I have a partner um, that I'm working with. So sure. we've been kind of developing a way of cleaning the plants up, creating moms and cloning the moms. Uh, and uh, that's how we've been trying to keep the numbers up. How long, how long does that process normally take about? Uh, I mean, depending on, so if I'm just pulling them, um, plants out from culture yeah, uh, and yeah, you know, I, I grow, it takes about a, I would say a month to get them to a point where I would start cutting off of them. Yeah. And, and then we do three to five cutting sessions and then cull them 
and then use new bombs. Gotcha. So. Keep them fresh. Keep them fresh and young. Yeah, the main thing is juvenile tissue. So that's, yeah. that's kind of the big one. And then the balance of hormones. You know, the older a plant is and different spots can have different ratios of hormones. And, you know, everybody clones different ways and they all argue about mm-hmm. what is what. And, you know, what I've found is keeping smaller moms and culling them more often and, you know, <clears throat> keeping a, a higher plant count of moms. It's, uh, but only having, but, but you're saying only cull them like three times and then kick them to the curb at that point. Three to five times, yeah. You can kind of watch and see, you know, lose a tiny they bit. They get a little woody. Or... Once they start getting woody, you're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So. Yeah, and that's that's, that's yep. pretty much standard because that's why I think a lot of people have a lot of success just taking cuttings off of their, you know, their their new fresh things, and they don't never even have moms anymore because a lot of people are like kind of scarily or just running on like that whole idea that it's going to be great all the time, no problem until they have a problem and then all of a sudden it's like shit now what but i don't see as yeah. many people and a lot of people aren't that a yeah. lot of people aren't that they're, they're they're uh operating procedures for traditional cloning is uh unfortunately subpar to what it should be uh as well so that i think affects the clones a lot too you know and i think that's where a lot of uh systemic bacteria comes from uh, people just overwatering them and not putting them in the right environment and mm-hmm. just kind of doing, doing what they kind of know how to do. So that's, a, that's part the, of the too. Yeah, over their plants. They they just ended up <laughs> creating vectors for all these bugs and then wondering why it all went wrong. <laughs> right, yeah. It's usually the yep. case. Um, well, cool. Uh, I know we could have a longer show, but since we had you on the end and we started late, it's already like, it's getting late everywhere. So um, I'm thinking I'm going to get get on to the giveaway in a minute and uh, get back to you, Justin, in the near future because, you know, it's always going to be the, the cloning will be the, or the cloning, but uh, uh, tissue culture will be the the go-to sort of subject for the next few years because the scale people are doing hemp and stuff now. I want to talk to you about that in the future, about the realities of those things because I've watched people try and not, whether we talked about last time, but not nearly getting the numbers that they needed to make it work and then but it's getting to that point where there's going to be enough money to do that and that's where it really all came down to is not enough capital <laughs> yeah and and they're going to be competing against uh guys that have been farmers forever now mm-hmm. and the you know these 30 40 year plus farmers uh they're going to mop the floor with a lot of these guys that are trying to do this at scale yeah you know? so yeah we should definitely talk talk about hemp because that's a whole different animal yep and, for sure uh, what uh, what i think the demand is going to be is going to be different than what people think yeah so. yeah yeah for sure all right man thanks for thanks for calling in yeah hopefully you get your your beamer yeah, back on the road up. and uh don't <laughs> you get, at least you got the weekend now at least it's, it's on a friday it died on a friday perfect day no, that means I can't, can't take it to the shop. So I'm stuck until Monday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's even. I guess. Uh, that's okay. I got a couple. Cl- of things, yeah. Classic. Job. All right. Thanks, Adam. Good talking. Thanks, Justin. Right, take care. But so we had. Uh, he's got. He has another guy he wants to bring on anyway. So I figured we'll do that as a later show. But he had somebody who could um, uh, dumb down a few things for us and get us. But it was all fi- it was all phylos bashing stuff. So it was okay. We we kept it civil. Nice. We didn't just go for the jugular. 
stomp them out. Curb stomp them out. Phylos at the last day. No. <laughs> we were nice. Uh, nice. So we got one more thing to do, which yep. is give away a light. Give away a light. Give away, give away, a, away light. a light. Give away a light. Light. Do we have any soundtrack for that, too? We need soundtracks for everything. Dude. Dude. You're in a band. Yep. You're in a band. We have no soundtrack. We're still running my same shit that I did 10 years ago. That's mm. how it goes. All right, let's see. All right, let's see. You have a winner in your possession, I think, right? Or who has the winner? Yeah, I have a winner. You have a winner. Yeah, no one could find winners or something, so I found (laughs) a winner. (laughs) Nobody could find a winner. Oh, my God. All right, let's see what Mario's. Are we calling Mario right now? I'm going to hit him up and say call in, right? Or we call him or what? We don't need to see his face because he's in a. He, he sent me the uh, ran out of a grow was feeding it. LOL. So, coo coo. All right, Mr. Illum, Mr. Mr. <laughs> well, he's not really Mr. Illuminar. Scott Ruby was more Mr. Illuminar, and Sean, of course, is super Mr. Illuminar. So we have super Illuminar, Mr. Illuminar, and just Illuminar, which would be Mario. Oh, I will. <laughs> Illuminario, right? That's his name. Illuminario. Hey. No. Invalid. Come on. Because he's Illuminario. Did you flargle it? There you go. Oh, shit. Long show. Tired. Late. Hey. He's going to be like, wait, I got to go outside. Here we go. Illuminar lighting. Hey, hey Illuminario. Hello? Illuminario. What's going on? Hey, what's up? It's funny. Uh, yeah. That's a good one, dude. You never heard that. What's huh? going on, guys? <laughs> well, you guys never came up with that after all? No, the... Come but... on, Illuminario. No, I'm laughing. Hey. <laughs> so we got a, a light giveaway. Oh, man. What do we got? What are you doing now? Are you giving away like a so, flashlight or something? Because you're like, fuck it, we're broke. You guys killed us that? three weeks in a row. We're, we're out of it. We're done. Went out of, went out of business. No. You got, you guys. Uh, where are you, Adam? Where are I? I are here in the studio. No, I'm right here in the studio. I'm back in oh, Denver. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm hanging out with, mm-hmm. with MTI. He's not lonely sitting in here like in a giant studio by himself. That's awesome. No one's ever shown up when I'm not here, right? <laughs> yeah. They're all scared. <laughs> everyone's talking about your birthday party, bro. Everyone's uh, talking Oh, I know. It's, it's the buzz. Now. June 14th, 15th, 16th. That's going to be sick. Booyah, booyah, booyah. <laughs> Damn, dude. And uh, I will. We have a... Uh, and that you'll be in New York, right? People are asking. I'm not. Go- I'm not going. No, I'll be here. Fuck 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 no, fuck that. Yeah, right. No. They're good teaching with, with Chloe that class, right? No. Nope. Drew's taking care but, uh, of it. Drew is taking care of it. No. Drew is taking care of it. I'm doing the show here. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. Oh, all right. All right. You want Dr- me to call? All right. Okay. All right. So here, so Mario, before we get too sidetracked, because that can happen. I've I've had it happen before. We're gonna. Who we calling? I know. You know who we calling? Do you know who we calling? Yeah. He sent. You sent the I name sent to, it him. to him. Okay. So you know who, yep. the, who? So we're gonna call, and you're gonna talk to him, because you're the winner. You're like the fucking Bob Barker. Of, you're the Bob Barker of lights. And Bob go, Barker. And say yeah, and say, yeah. yo, it's Illuminario. Right. Say it's yo, it's Illuminario. Say yo, it's Illuminario. Right. Okay. There you go. Booyah. Let's do it. 
Do it. Let me know when you're done. I'll be right here. You listen. You'll hear it. You better answer. If not, we're fucked. Because mm-hmm. KTI didn't ever get back to us. We have backup. Nothing? MTI is trying to figure it out. It's okay. It's, compl- it's complicated. We couldn't even dial your number, dude. It's late. We're tired. Nothing? Zero. Uh, it was probably like last time. Remember how long it took? Last time the kid just all of a sudden jumped in and we didn't even know. We're like, what? Uh, yeah, one guy. He jumped in. Come on, I gotta get him his light. Come on, we're 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 Huh? Now we're calling him. Okay. We're betting a thousand right now, so we gotta keep this keep this rhythm going. Hello, you're on the Adam Dunn show. Ah, holy shit. Uh, so ah. yeah, just reading the email. Hey, it's man. a evening late en- email contrast entry. Uh, struggling with temps already uh, with 600 HPS in uh, bedroom temps, needing to upgrade to better lights to save money on electricity and sleep. There you go, That's sleep. The, uh, We're here for your sleep, brilliant. bro. So, do you know the word <laughs> of the week? Cool. Do you know the word of the week, though? And and, and you know who's gonna you know who's here right now is Illuminario himself. Illuminario, talk to him. Tell him. Uh, what the week's Jews? Illuminario, where are you? Yeah, Illuminario. Come on now. Illuminario, right here. All right. Word of the week, bro. All right. Hey, Jew. Jew, he oh, did it. He said it. He said it. He did it. It was Jew. done. Jew, man, you forgot the word of the week. That's the problem. Is Mario could not remember. He was like, what was the word of the week? I legit forgot. Ah, uh, Mark week. forgot. I had to forget. I remember. I'll dude. keep you straight. I'll keep you straight. He did it. He did it. It was there. There should have been some major celebrations dude, there. Congratulations. Okay, now what? Now we don't know what kind of light because you didn't tell us yet. Fucking Illuminario. Illuminario, tell us what he's what. What has he won? Uh, I, I this week I was giving away one of our three fifteen ceramics. Okay, uh, well there we go. Three fifty. Now what bulb? Because we got bulb selection. What's the bulb? Three or four? Four K, please. Four K, please. You heard it. You heard 4K. it here live. So where are we calling from? That's where, I, that's where, where are we calling yeah, to? Scotland. Scotland, mate. All right. We love. We, everyone loves me in Scotland. That's still from Amsterdam. Yes. <laughs> They're all Sage heads. They all love Sage. Nice. You don't know. You don't know Dougie by any chance, do you? Dougie. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> Dougie, mate. I he used to come to Amsterdam, and he would <laughs> load up on gear and go back to fucking Scotland and be the man. It was amazing. It was funny. Dude, this is great. My partner this is brilliant. in Scotland at the Grow. This is awesome. Your partner isn't in Scotland? Dude, that's awesome. Is your partner in Scotland? Not my, at, at the Grow. From, the grow he owns Roscoe, the power trip hoods and stuff. Remember them? He's from Scotland, yeah. So he's a Scot, so it's pretty dope, dude. I'm gonna uh, let him know that. He's listening right now. Nice. Hey, Graham, shout out. But uh, shout out. All right, so yeah, we're gonna. Yeah, man. So I'll, I'm us. gonna tip you over. Yeah, go ahead. No, you. You're the fucking Illuminario. Illuminario. Tell us all about it. We're we're going to either have my boy Graham deliver it to you, or we're gonna ship it. But shipping's quicker, I'm sure. So I'm gonna ship you <laughs> out. <laughs> How can shipping be quicker if Graham's in Scotland? That's awesome. So That's awesome. Just whatever's easier, like if it's easier. Whatever is easier for sure. So, all right. Well, you got, what do you got? What do you grow? What do you grow under right we're, now? We're gonna. I've got a six hundred single-ended computer. 
Oh, you see? And then a couple of the old 400 kick uh, those, metal helix. Ah, uh, kick it all to the curb because now you get the first one. And then, of course, you're going to meet up well, with Graham. You're going to be all fucking, well, dude, this is it. Perfect. You got a well, new upgrade. Upgrade awesome. for sure, like, I want. I'm going to get your email, and I'm going to um, email you some info and some other stuff, too, all right? I already and sent I'm you gonna, the email there, uh, Mass. You're going to email him stuff? Well, yeah, I do call. All right. Me and my Scottish That's no problem. Not the problem. All right, okay, my friend. Okay, <laughs> right. So, uh, no matter right. what, you can add that with your current setup. So, see, you can. You can I think you have to say something uh, like, like, uh, Adam Dunn show produces real, or I got the Dunn deal on the Adam Dunn show. There you go. See, I got the Dunn deal on the Adam Dunn show. Boom. I got the Dunn deal on the Adam Dunn show. Yeah, we got uh, a fucking soundbite and everything. See, a Scottish soundbite. You, you got to take yeah. it when you can, right? Of course. So. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Perfect. Thanks very much. All right. Peace. Thanks, it must be late there, too. It's like 3 in the morning. It's like 3.30 in the Thank morning. You, oh, it's fucking late. Okay. Well, that was yeah, a good huh? one. That was a good one. That was good. Illuminario. Was good. Jesus right. Christ. I almost lost you there. So, All right. So, so now, I uh, yeah. I will uh, be... What's the word of the week for next week? Come on. Word of the week. Tell us. You know, tell us what it's all about, why, why oh, you thought about the, it. The word of the week. What? What? Yeah, I, we're going with it. A word of the week. It's three words. It's an acronym. Make it a little more difficult. Okay. Acronym. It's yeah, going to be uh, it's really PPF, three words. Okay. What is it? It's going to be PPF, like you know, you know, it measures par. Uh huh. So um, PPF. It's a term in lighting. It's it's a, this is a great word. It's, so it's going to be it's an acronym. PPF. It stands for a photosynthetic photon flux. All right, what? and that what that what, what shit? Does, it, Oh it, Jesus! How many? Seventy-seven miles an hour, right? How fast is it? Seventy-seven. Yeah, it, it measures. Like the <laughs> All I know is we well, need to go a certain amount of speed, and you. we need a flux capacitor, and we need the PPF. So it's PPF word of the week, and they, they don't need to know what it means. They just need to remember the PPF, right? Well, he wanted you to know the three all words. They need, all they need to know is yeah, photosynthetic photon so all flux. They need to know they need to know it all. That would be hard. They I don't. Would, yeah, they don't. Okay, so okay. PPF. PPF. They don't. Uh, they yeah. can say like I can be like a, acronym, who's down with so PPF. Yeah. I can't say that. I have to say who's down with blank blank blank. Technically, all right. All right. If they can remember it, what do they get? Right, if, they PPF, remember, if they remember all the words, if they remember all the words, what do they get? What do they get? They get something more. You're gonna double down. You're gonna give them two lights. We're, yeah, we're gonna. Oh, <laughs> that's a good one. Two lights for the exactly. fucking. Oh, mm -hmm. would you do that? Gonna, if they can say it word for word, if they could, I can't even remember, dude. I have no idea what the word is. Mm -hmm. Photo schnargly legally blah blah. They'll figure it <laughs> out. I know. Come on, flux. Photo They'll flux. That's all I would say. I'd miss all the words in between. I'd be like photo flux. The okay, so photo yeah, flux flux. They'll flux. do something special for you, but I so for flux. next week we want the word PPF or photosynthetic uh, something flux photon flux, and you can email that photon to flux. info at adamdunshow.com. Seriously, guys, write in. It yeah, because you man, like, could be. Look at that. Like the Look. easiest way to get a light. I haven't like, seen. It. I've never seen a contest so easy in my life. It's crazy easy as long as you know the words PPF. For three letters, you could win a light. Two lights if you can fucking come but up with three words. But uh, make sure to leave us a contact number. And, and I have no idea if any of these lights ever get sent because I have fucking uh. Illuminario on, on board. So he could just be like. Are you like just saying? Oh, yeah, are, you, are you doing anything? Uh, yeah, right? All right, you really are sending them. I hope, right? We're not just yeah. talking. <laughs> right. I got donkey. He's right. gonna use that now. Right. 
Skunky was the first one. Yeah. I hope he better have his light. We'll, right we'll now. follow up. So I, Skunky just got his he light. He was the first one. He was the, yeah, very yeah, first, yeah. It was the first. There is. All right. And I, I got to get. Is Tony Baloney not won one yet? Has Tony Baloney not even won yet? No, man. Tony Baloney is off his game, dude. That guy. He used to win everything. Tony wants that, like three ILA. I know. He wanted it all. Yeah, he, I want. Yeah, he was like demanding certain lights. He wants. He didn't want this shit lights. He wants ILW. I want ILW. I want IL-47s. I want the IL-47s. The cover. IL-6 field team. That was hilarious. We'll do that, dude. Let's do it. All right, I'm ready. All right, guys. All right, Mr. Mr. Uh, Illuminario. Say hi to Scott and the whole crew, and Hello. talk to you Thanks. soon, my friend. All right, guys. All, all right. right. Later, Let's dude. Let's do it. Have a great week, all right? All right, peace. See you soon, bro. All right. all right, bye, guys. Bye. Ooh, we did it all, bro. We did the show. We Ooh. did two guests and three. Well, count, I don't know. James is, I guess, a guest. An action-packed three and a half hours. Three and a half hours of just nonstop gibberish from the Adam Dunn show. <laughs> and you and and fucking what's his name was talking about how lame we are, but they uh, didn't really say that. He said, "Oh uh, yeah." Stabby McStabwood was like, "Oh hey, yeah." If you want to hear a real show? They're right? plugging their show. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to hear a real show, which is upbeat and cool, not like these fuckheads. Three and a half hours. I don't know how long your show is. They said long format, though, so they might be longer. I could be talking shit. Yeah. Dude, our shows are seven hours. Seven hours. Stabby, big stab face in your face. <laughs> seven hours of getting stabbed in the face on the show. Well, anyway, cheers to you guys. Cheers to the winner. Fucking Scotland, mate. Fucking yeah, raw Scotland. I can never understand him. I, I have a really good story about the Scottish guy who, Dougie, who I just I assumed he would know Dougie. I can't believe he doesn't. But uh, <laughs> Marky Feelgood, I mean, maybe he knows him. If he's into drum and bass or he knows those kind of crew, Marky Feelgood was friends with Dougie. And they were used to come, crew used to come over and do their like a drum and bass crew, and they like would love our shop because we play drum and bass at the shop. They'd roll in, and Dougie was super cool. And he would buy everything, like not like weed. And, I mean, I him, who knows? I'm sure he bought weed. Who? Yeah, actually, I can say he bought weed. <laughs> not <laughs> off of me though. He'd just go and get it and run around town, load it all up. And, but he would take all hemp products with him too. And I'd be like, it's probably like not the best idea to take all these hemp products. When he got all this weed, but he didn't give a fuck because he's he's fucking Dougie, mate. Fucking Dougie. <laughs> Couldn't understand a word he said half the time. He'd roll in the shop and fucking Ray, Dougie. And then the funny thing was, one time I left the fucking shop and another Scottish crew came in and I was like, oh, cool. My friend Dougie just rolled in. I'll be right back. And I left the room for like 10 minutes. And when I came back, it was like, stone cone silent nobody was talking or nothing right and i was like hmm, that's weird and and then they left like all right later all right later and then and then i was like doug what's up you didn't like those people i was like oh you guys are all like tribal and hate each other because you're different like different football teams or something <laughs> like that right and he goes like no I couldn't fucking understand him. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You're Scottish. You couldn't understand another Scottish person? That doesn't even make sense. I have a hard enough time. I couldn't understand either of them. So anyway, it was pretty funny. That's fucking funny. It was funny. <laughs> and on that note, thank you for listening to the Adam Dunn Show. Thank you for all the guests. Thank you for – I have a show next week. I don't even have to scramble. This was a total scramble. That's why it was late. Sorry. But it was a complete show. I didn't fuck around. I did. I delivered, mate. Fucking delivered. No, but in general, uh, three hours goes by quick here because we are the ramblest rambling crew. Uh, see you next week. Uh, Dr. Bronner.
or David Bronner, I should say, from Dr. Bronner's, and Adam Eininger from uh, Capital Hemp will be on the show, and they'll be discussing all sorts of interesting things. And uh, well, let's hope let's hope that they probably will cancel because I plan their show so far ahead <laughs> that that will get canceled. Whereas these kind of shows that get just three seconds before right turn out awesome uh, because that's what happens. It's actually the same theory I have about parties, right? When you do a party, you invite like all your friends and everybody. And they all, oh yeah, bro, I'll be there. I'll be there. This is a good like preamble to my to my announcing the again my one month one month away from the biggest party ever at Adam's fiftieth birthday. But in general, you invite people and they all say they're gonna come and nobody shows up except the last fucking three people that you saw. The guy at the gas station, the fucking dude at the the car wash, and the lady at the laundromat. Like those three people, bam, they're like at your party. Like, wow, it's a cool party. You're like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Who are you? Oh, these are the last three people. That's it. Because it's so like, yeah, I'll go to a party. (laughs) Fuck it, let's do it. We're partying, and then come straight to your party. The ones you told, they're like, oh, I fell asleep, dude. I laid on the couch, and then I like just close my eyes and i woke up and it was too you're like yeah 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 yeah, right and then they blame you because they smoked your weed or whatever you uh, know it's some bullshit so anyway the uh yeah that's it that's it don't show adam don't show uh shout out to my beautiful wife cc and little nick rode to school today with him that was awesome experience it was my first time ever riding with my son because as I left town for three weeks, and during those three weeks, he became like the most avid rider ever. Oh like, wow! The guy we talked. He literally started riding. I told. I said on the show already. On April nineteenth, he was official first day without his training wheels, and I was out of here on April twenty second, so I didn't get a chance to do much riding. Got back. We went out, rode to school. He fucking. I was like, all right, this is it. Nice. It's on now. I don't have to fucking carry you on my back <laughs> and carry you in the back of the car. Right. Oh, shit. It's like we're riding. Woo. So, nice. yep, it's on. It's on. Uh, shout out to my mom down at the farm. Hold it down. I'll be down there tomorrow to check it all out and see what damages I have to fix <laughs> this <laughs> time. Uh, shout out to MTI and KTI uh, for getting the show happening. MTI, amazing sound. And all the sponsors. And, uh, yeah, June 14th, 15th, and 16th here in Denver. If you want to come to my 50th, if you're if you're an old friend or just a listener or whatever you feel, come on through. It's going to be a good one. It's only going to be friends of friends of friends. I'm excited. So if you're a friend of the show, you're a friend of mine, I guess. So come on through. could be fun. It's going to be three days. Lots of entertainment. Lots. Sweet. Star-studded event. Anyway. Peace, guys. See you next week. Practically every one of the top 40 records being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic checklist on the record albums have their own This is a special question. We don't want you to smoke genetically modified ganja. We want you to smoke the real thing. We want you to smoke the natural herb. Some call it marijuana. Some call it sensimedia. Some call it lamb's bread. And some people call it ganja.